spread the truth. Document it. Prove it. Make it irrefutable and you too will become dangerous to those who admire us in lies and enslave us in socialism. But because they are lying, it's possible to expose them. And this is their Achilles heel. By comparison, we have nothing to hide, therefore we have no reason to lie. And we wouldn't want to even if we could. Truth is a far superior weapon than deceit. It's a weapon which is denied to them. And in the end, it will be the decisive weapon that destroys them completely. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to September. It's September 1st today, 2023. I almost said 2022. Uh, the years go by so fast. Hope you're doing well. Good to see you all. It's another Friday here. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, we have a great guest host, which I'm going to introduce in a minute here. But uh, we have to just uh, take one minute to reflect on just how insane these times are with everything that's going on from the political uh, repression and uh, how they're targeting people with prison and the the J6 protesters are being uh, put in the slammer for 15 years. Here's one with 17 years. Here's one with 10 years. Uh, absolutely insane. You might not agree with all of them on every point, but you don't have to to understand that they're coming for them so that they can continue down the line and get to uh, people uh, like us and many others uh, that they don't like and oppose. Then you have the whole thing with Trump, of course, going after him with the indictments. We have to talk a little about, uh, about the, that. And they have some of the great stuff uh, on uh, X, or formerly known as Twitter, that platform, uh, where uh, the hashtag ban the ADL was trending. I think it's still trending, actually. A lot of a lot of tweets. Even Elon chimed in on one of those. We'll show those a little bit later, too. Encouraging. However, what's not encouraging is that Elon doesn't seem to do anything about it. So we'll kind of uh, detail some of that. So that's some of our uh, topics we're going to go through here today. We have with us today, live in, uh, in studio, Kevin McDonald. Uh, the Cultural Critique, the Occidental Observer, of course. How are you doing, Kevin? Good to see you. I'm just fine. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Uh, Henry. Thank you for coming in. We appreciate you uh, sitting in here for uh, for Lana. It was a good show last time. I think you were here in April last time. Uh, so now they, we have Come the around. I thought it was March, St. Patrick's Day. I wore green. That's you know? green. Uh, that's right. And I said, don't wear green because we got a green screen behind you. <laughs> everybody worked out. You weren't transparent in that one. So, uh, All right. Awesome. Yes, we do have some stuff for uh, guys to get to. Uh, thank you to everyone joining us, uh, whether you're joining us live or later on in the archives. Uh, I wanted to begin a little bit with, with we got to talk about Mitch McConnell here, right? Now, I know he has a lot of problems, but I think there's a deeper point we can make here about this, right? He froze up again. He's done this a couple of times. He, he's clearly suffering from things. Let's just play this video first so you, so you guys can see what actually uh, happened. And uh, and then we'll talk about it here. here. Here we go. Check this out, guys. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. 
I mean, look, I don't want to... He's old, you know, he's getting... He's, he's ill. You know, you mentioned a couple of things, Kevin. About he's older than me, for God's sake. Yeah, he's older than you, right? But, uh, <laughs> geron- it's old. Gerontology, they call it, right? The rule of people are old. Look, we need wise old people, but when people are so checked out, at a time like this, too, when there's so much going on in this country and all over the world with these things, you need people that are kind of... You know what I mean? Like yeah. an alert, knows what's going on, they can respond to stuff. This guy, just like Biden, they don't even know what they are half of the time. And they're the yeah. ones who are going to be like running the... Sh- he's, what, what is he? He's the uh, majority leader, right? Is, is yeah. That what it is? Yeah. Oh, my God. But you said he had... Well, uh, he's a minority leader. Mi- right? the minority, yeah. That's right. He. That's right. Minority yeah. leader. Sorry. <laughs> he got that wrong way around. Uh, well, he, he had a concussion or something, right? Back in uh Yeah, he had concussions. March. He had fractured shoulder. He's fallen down. In a way, Biden is worse because he's always like you know, out of it. Yeah. Whereas McConnell seems to snap out of it, and that seems to be their argument that well, he's you know pretty much okay. One you know, minute. One you know most of the time, but then he freezes up and <sighs> he just... grabs the, <laughs> the lectern, but like he's uh, trying to kill it or something. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just we need some new uh, fresh blood in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, if Biden yeah. runs again, twenty twenty four, he'll be an uh, oct- octogenarian. Octogenarian. What is it? What's the word yeah. again? He'll be eighty four. Eighty four. Will it be eighty four? No, eighty two or something like that. If he runs again, right? He's eighty one now, I think, and and uh, he he'd be running again in two thousand twenty six. So yeah, he he'd be eighty four. Oh my god, going, going on ninety. I don't. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, you look at the people that they say would succeed him, and they're a bunch of jerks anyway. Of course, I mean, that's the problem with these Republicans. It's like, yeah, no, take your pick. But it's just so in your face when it's like people who are not even coherent or present or, yeah, or like yeah. obviously like health issues. Like you probably they need to end this thing with like career politicians and those who are just in these positions for decade yeah. after decade. The you know the Pelosi's you have on the Democrat side you have of course have beyond Joe Biden, uh, Feinstein for Feinstein. example. You know he, she has health issues She's and stuff. Completely out of it. Totally out of it. And it's it's just yeah ger- gerontology they call it. Just rule because I mean I'm not saying that they rule us because they're older. It's not that, but. Man, it's just like at some point you just need new, new, fresh people in there. But again, maybe that's the kind of stuff that helps to set the stage for some of the stuff that we'll get into next year in terms of what's happening with uh, with Trump. You know, because uh, man, they're going after this guy. Uh, you, oh. Of course, you saw the the, the mugshot and all that stuff. <clears throat> and again, the point here, guys, it doesn't. You know, you can have criticism of Trump, and that's clear, and we should. There's a lot of problems with him. But the way they've gone after him is is unprecedented, I'd say, right? Yeah. And and uh, it was a piece here on big league politics. Donald Trump promises to throw evil people in jail, right? If he, if he's he's got in. One of my points was kind of, well, maybe he should have taken this seriously the first time. We actually, really? you know, when he held the house, uh, he held Congress, he had the, the the whole thing. I think he came in on, on some way, kind of like, all right, I got in. Let's you know, let's work on this together, right? Let's try to fix our country, type thing. And no, it was just, it was four years of kicking and screaming on the opposite side. And then now it's just like, let's use the long arm of the law and go after this guy. He's looking at 700 years in jail if he's, (laughs) uh, if he's convicted on these 91 felonies, which, (laughs) which is just, what can you say? I mean, it's just, it's cartoonish, right? It's absurd. But the the hatred against Trump, as you said, is unprecedented. Uh, There's just absolute, and if you, Read the you know, left-wing Twitter. They, it's like everything is they, everything he does. Anything his family does, his wife, his kids, everything 
is absolute evil. And, and you know, they've gone after this guy, two impeachments and uh, investigations after investigations, and now these in- crazy indictments, all by people on the left. And I, I think Republicans get it, and they seem to be still favorable. But um, I, I do believe that they will not let this guy win. Hook or crook, they'll, yeah, they'll lie, cheat, steal, and maybe assassinate. I mean, when the, there's been talk of that, you know. Tucker Carlson's mentioned it, and I think uh, it, it's been on there. And and uh, uh, there's just no end to it. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I think I mean he and we've said this too. He's you know he moved the his Israel the embassy right to the American embassy yeah. to Jerusalem. He, he all his kids are married in with uh, all these Jewish elites, and of course, most famously is the Kushners, as you said, which is basically like a Jewish crime family in New York. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's in with all these people. He's doing things that are great for Israel, right? He brags about how he gave them the Golan Heights, you know, things yeah. like that. But he's, but he still represents, I think, for, from from their point of view, a, a direction which they cannot tolerate. Yeah. He even if he he's end result of of what he, he could achieve, what he could achieve, it wouldn't be good for yeah. for us. You know, I mean, he's yeah. not a he's not a white nationalist uh, counter yeah. to what the leftist media says about him. No. He's not a uh, he's not the next Hitler. You know, kind of thing. Obviously not. So they they have the straw man that they attack for it. But what I think it it represents is the direction it's pushing away from the liberal yeah. kind yeah. of. Consensus, uh, consensus, the progressive view, the Democrats' view, and if that happens, they know that it could just be another guy in there next time, and it could just radicalize. So yeah. I think even though he would be like a, you know, he's a top Chabad guy, and he's in there, you know, with everybody, it's just a disagreement of which which path should we take? Should we take the liberal reformed, you know, path there, or do we take the orthodox, you know, Chabad uh, uh, path there, which mm-hmm. kind of Trumps in a way really represents, right? But it's yeah. not about that. It's about if that happens, if we slide in that direction, it, 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 we can't tolerate that. So let's put our foot down mm-hmm. now and let's go after all of these people. What is it, uh, 18 of his cohorts that they're going after, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, it's here's an amazing the full- uh, situation. I, I, you know, when going back to 2016, there were all these headlines in, in these papers about, you know, the Hitler coming uh, again and yeah. the Fuhrer and, and uh, juxtaposing him with Hitler and the whole thing. And, and, you know, what they want is Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton forever. Yeah. And and they don't care who wins. But that's a big contribution of Trump. You know, he divided a country that needed to be divided, that needed to, you know, think about immigration, to think about uh, our foreign interventions all over the place. When when he says talk to his foreign policy uh, program, I mean, it was like the neocons just went crazy. Yeah. And they went after DeSantis. And when he endorsed... Um, you know, t- Trump's uh, view of, uh, you know, pulling out of uh, Syria and, and ending the Ukraine war and that kind of thing. Oh, man, they just go crazy. They want war after war and they want, uh, and you know, they want uh, consensus on, you know, left-wing social policies and immigration. And yeah. uh, uh, it, it's, uh, so, you know, Trump performed a great service here. And uh, I don't think the country will ever be the same politically after after him. Uh, we'll see. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with this guy because yeah. there's some people out there expecting. No, no, this is kind of obviously this energizes base as as it should because it's just so absurd yeah. what's happening to him. Uh, but even some people, you know, they see him as a martyr. Therefore, they will, you know, endorse him more. And if he's not imprisoned, if they can't shut him down with the Fourteenth Amendment, which might not work or whatever. Uh, he might actually get elected. But at the same time, you know, we were just talking about that before it came on. Now the whole, uh, we don't have to get into COVID now. We have, we'll see if we can get to it later. But regardless, 
you can see them ramping that up now so that it's ready mm. by the time it's actually election next year comes around in November yeah. where you have lockdowns, mailing ballots, and they'll do the whole thing over again. Yeah. Right? The whole yeah, thing over again. Yeah, they're, they're gearing up for a big uh, vaccination push in September. Yep. Uh, and it'll, it won't be mandatory at this time, but it will soon be, I think. And and like you say, they'll they'll say, well, we got to have mail-in ballots and, and let's not worry about signatures and identification and stuff like that. And and uh, as you know, they did in Michigan, for example, they said if the signature looks vaguely like it, that's good enough. You know, they're, they're not, you know, they they're going to cheat again, and oh, uh, and uh, there's no question about it. And uh, because they can't stand this guy, they cannot have him in there. Yeah. And um, you know, it'd be one thing if if there's a, just a landslide for Trump, and maybe they can't stop it. Uh, I, I just I don't think that's the case. I think there's a certain number of Republicans are going to say, well. He's indicted, and you know he must be guilty or something, you know, and and uh, he'll lose some support. I mean, he certainly have a hard core of people who uh, are Trump fans, and they're not going to stop. But, no, no. But uh, they want him off the ballot, though. That's what they, they want, want him off the ballot. Yeah, and it's obvious. And uh, so, do you see this? They're going to televise it now. All Trump's oh, yeah. Georgia trial will be on television and the internet too. By the way. Judge rules ex-president's case will be broadcast live along with his 18 co-defendants. This will be such a circus. You'll never see such a thing. But maybe it's good, though, because you might, I mean, if they, hopefully people can tune in and see that the obvious kind of, you know, misjustice. And and it's an incredibly complex case. You've got 19 defendants or something like that. Uh, And and, uh, can you imagine the prosecutor having to show that each one of them in in one big trial is guilty of something uh, very serious. Yeah, uh, the, the trial could last for years, for God's sakes. Well, I, that's the other thing, right? Isn't that what they want? Like, she obviously put, what's her name again? F- Fanny, Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis. Here she is, right? There she it's is. It's obviously that she put this on. I mean, she the trial is set to start on the day before, what, Super Tuesday, Super they call Tuesday, it, right? Yeah. Something like that. Which is obviously this is like political repression. This is yeah. uh, taking your political candidates and, and ensuring that they can't run. And yet America is, you know, democracy and freedom and all these things. I mean, it's so far gone. It's it's over. <laughs> it's, it's over yeah. with these people. Uh, and it's not going to change in the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? And yet democracy is their favorite word on the left. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, Trump is undermining democracy somehow. And Victor <laughs> Orban is, is undermining democracy. Even if 70 80% of the people vote for him, he's undermining democracy. It's like, you know, uh, whatever they want is, on the left is democracy. And uh, whatever the right wants is autocracy or look something. At, yeah, exactly. That's fascism, right? So Fascism. Uh, look at Germany. Alternative for Deutschland is yeah. uh, second largest popular party. And they're kind of doing similar what they did in uh, in Sweden with the Sweden Democrats for a while. And again, all these parties are they're milk toast. They're lukewarm. It's, they're not strong yeah. enough. It, they're, they're, not not, strong. they're not what the liberal media claim that they are. I wish they were. In a sense, but they're not. But regardless, it represents a beginning. That's what they they, they understand. That I think yeah. they see the trends, they see that it's sliding in this direction, and that's why they're going after Trump. It's not that they're fearful, really, of what he would potentially do. Maybe they are, but 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 it, it's more that okay. Well, we lose control. That means we can just you know it will slide in a direction all of a sudden that we can't control and they can't have that. But anyway, AFD similar as in Sweden, the whole all the other parties are are considering going together. 
and forming one block yeah. just to keep the Nationalist Party out. Or outright mm -hmm. in Germany, they're thinking about banning them. The security service has been, has, have been um, surveilling many of the AFD members and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just, I mean, total uh, clown world. And then they say, oh, we, we, to defend democracy, we have to shut down the, the second largest party in the country to yeah. defend democracy. Well, like I said, Such democracy is a code word. And uh, whatever they call it, uh, you know, whatever they don't like is... Is uh, not them is undemocratic and a threat to democracy and freedom. Uh, oh my God, it's such a joke. Uh, we got a couple of super chats here. Virginian Drifter over on uh, Entropy. I started that up again. It sometimes it goes down. Uh, love it when you have Dr. McDonald on. Hope you are well and the family as well. Thank you, Virginian Drifter. Appreciate that. We always appreciate having uh, Kevin here. Obviously, uh, over on Odyssey, we have uh, maybe next time. Says I hope the uh, Russians. Watch Trump, etc., in court and learn how to do a show trial properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see. We have a little bit of Russia later, too. We'll see if we get to that. Uh, by the way, if you do want to join us, guys, on Super Chats, you can do that over on andrewbcm.live slash TV or Odyssey, Hyper Chats over there, or uh, Rumble Rants. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the stream as well. Uh, we appreciate your uh, your support, of course. All right, so we'll see what happens here. But, yeah, indict 91 felonies going after him <laughs> with indictments, perfectly timed just when the election cycle is beginning to ramp up. We'll see if they pull it off. We'll see if they can do it or not. It's going to be very interesting to watch this. It will be kind of a th it will be a theater essentially. It will be a, a, yeah. a, a total um, entertainment thing at the, at the same time as a lot of important things are on the on the line for yeah. it. But I had a you know I was thinking about this. Who they're going to if they manage to get uh, him in jail, right? If they manage to get Trump jailed or or somehow they they get him off the ballot, they prevent him from running. I think that the, the GOP might pick uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, maybe a DeSantis, but he's been underperforming. I mean, he's been doing horrible. He was a, a fairly good, barring his dumb, was it the pamphlet law that people call it? He went to Israel, you know, to sign oh, specific yeah, laws about hate speech in Florida, like crazy stuff, right? He's been decent on some of the woke stuff and going after, you know, some of the LGBTQ indoctrination in schools. He, you know, credits where credits do, he's done that well, but otherwise mm. he's been uh, on the free speech stuff, he's been horrible. So I don't think they might not run a DeSantis, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But a Vivek, though, is, is very dangerous because he's... Um, He's a kind of a, a actor, right? He, he's exactly what you need him to be. He knows the trends. He has his finger on the pulse. He knows what he needs to say to grab the mm. attention of a lot of the the MAGA crowds and, and normie conservatives out there. He's and he wrote the book on uh, wokeism, woke ink, or whatever he called it, right? But he he was a young global leader with the World Economic Forum. He got a scholarship <clears throat> at, with uh, one of the George Soros uh, foundations. He uh, even criticized Trump in his former book. He called him a loser and said he lost the election, blah, blah, blah. But now he's jumped on this Trump train to try to, I think, rally and get his base, essentially. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this guy? Well, you know, he seems like a typical American politician, sort of like Joe Biden. You know, you do whatever you, you have to do. You say whatever you have to say. Uh, you have no principles and you just go with whatever you think is going to make you win. Because that's, you know, politics really for a professional politician is all about winning. There's nothing else. That's true. And and that's yeah. all they care about. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, 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 he's exactly like that. And I think, the, you know, DeSantis, the way he sucks up to Israel and, and stuff, you know, obviously he's doing that uh, because Israel lobby is very powerful and the Jews are very powerful. Uh, at the same time, as you say, you know, he's really done great things on anti-wokeism uh, in Florida that, uh, you know, shutting down... Um, you know, going after Disney, and and then uh, this thing about transgender bathrooms now—I can't believe it. And 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing thing to to see it. Uh, it's going so fast. I mean, uh, this transgender yeah. insanity. Uh, uh, what is that? They, five they years? So five aggressive. years they pushed? Yeah, on this. It's insane now. And like yeah. all the kids, as soon as somebody says they, they think they're a pancake or, you know, an egg or something, a kid, they're like, oh, well, that proves it. They yeah, are gender fluid. We have to yeah. put them on hormone blockers, you know. Yeah. They have a girl who wants to, to play uh, with boy type stuff. He used to call her Tom, Tom Girl, and they used Tom to grow boy. out yep. of it. Yep. Now, oh, she's transgender. Give her an operation, take off her breast. The whole thing. I mean, it's like uh, it's a sterilization program. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and these people, uh, I, I really think they hate the people that they're doing this to. Oh yeah, uh, and oh, yeah. and they know they get off mean, on it. these people first of all have mental problems. Everybody knows that. I mean, as well, the studies all show that. Yeah, and there's, there's no evidence I know of that that really makes shows that they get that they improve after uh, what all the surgery and everything, and and, and it you know promotes this kind of perverted people. You know. I mean, um, what's going to call it? Uh, Babylon B had the, all these photos of these, of these, uh, he said, you know, can you pick out the transgender in this photo? You know, so you got a basketball, girls basketball, women's basketball team, and one of them is like two feet taller than anybody else. Who's the transgender guy? You know, and the, you know, Leah Thomas, uh, you oh, know, again, swimmer. towering oh, above everybody else in, uh, in, in the twi- in the swim meet. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it is. No, they definitely hate them. They, I think there are a lot of sadists there. They get off on it. There's, it's money in that too. But yeah, they sterilize them. Yeah. Uh, they put them on these hormone blockers. And you might, some of them might have this. Maybe if they're teenagers, they might have this like, oh, temporary delusion that like, yeah. oh, this is great. This is what I want. But eventually, the it, the, the party's over. Depression sets in, and many of these people are obviously end up regretting this, and they go in the opposite yeah. direction, and they like they want to have kids. Now they can't. They're sterile. Sterile, you know. Oh. Anyway, it's horrible. Anyway, so yeah, so on that front, you know, yes, Descent has a good some good things on that. Uh, but anyway, speaking of Israel, I, I want to show this clip real quick here too because that came up. You had Nikki uh, Nimrata Haley and this guy uh, speaking over each other over who was the more more supportive of Israel in the debates. It was just such a, sh- a show. Uh, and then afterwards, Vivek released uh, this clip to to make it really clear here of what side he stands on. Here. Turns out, one of the founding investors in my company was actually an Israeli firm. I've been to Israel many times. I have deep respect for Israel. <laughs> the Jews love me. They all, exactly. They always have to go crawling to that issue. Everyone knows it. He knows it. Um, that was his real chance to actually be edgy. If he actually wanted to be outside of the political norm, that's where he could cause some yeah. damage. You know what? Let's let's stop foreign aid to Israel. We're done. We're, we have problems at home. We need to take care of our people first. You know, I mean, that would actually say he did say some good things like climate change is a hoax. More people actually dying of climate policies as opposed to, you know, the, the climate change issues. Uh, like, OK, I'll take that. But all well, of them are bad on Israel. Every single one of them. Yeah. You're never getting someone uh, different on that question. You know, he did. He did cause a, a big stir among the Israel lobby people when he said that foreign aid to Israel should end in them. Did he say that? He said that in two thousand in two thousand twenty-eight, which is something. And I knew really? the Jewish press was just going crazy about it. But uh hmm. yeah. Um But he said oh but he said that's I, why he's yeah. gotta say this kind of stuff about how I love the Jews and Israelis <laughs> and all this. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't have to go there. But you know, that, that that's just uh okay, yeah, but as usual a lot of this is a lot of talk, right? They all yeah. talk. They talk about, yeah. oh, Ted Cruz had a great yeah. speech about cancel culture in the Senate today or whatever, but what happens? Nothing ever happens. Yeah. And it's even if you're president, you, well, you know, it's not going to get through Congress. 
Congress yeah. is like bought and paid for by the Israel lobby. I mean, yeah. they they I mean now the it's like you know four hundred and twenty six to nine I think in the House when they have a, a vote related to Israel and the Palestinians. I mean, uh, there is, there's no way that that you're going to get something like ending foreign aid to Israel. It's no. just not going to happen. No, and that's why you know it's a shame with the, the uh, Trump again. That's that's the page he just will not release. Um, he, he's oh, yeah. they're all there, ba- oh, you know, yeah. going to the. <clears throat> they know that they got to do. The I mean, wall. It's like they know where the power is. Yeah, and and if you're a politician, you got to know that, and you got to you know. You decide, do I want to win or do I want to have some principles? They all decide. I mean, if it was, just from a strategic point of view, <laughs> if it was like a, all right, I'll say what I'll have to say yeah. and then I'll slowly kind of do policies that yeah. moves us away from it, that's a, that's a different thing. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's true. Politicians are snakes and, and granted, you can have a, a really good guy, a base guy who's actually looking out for the interest of, of the people. Who would actually turn away, you know, from from something like that? That 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 would I, I accept. But again, Trump that didn't happen under Trump, unfortunately. No. Um, Billy Biz of Run Entropy Stream says uh, the ADL itself is a defamation machine, committing personal attacks against anyone that they disagree with. Do you think that we'll ever see a sufficient legal pushback against the ADL? <laughs> uh, I, it, it, eventually, I think it happens. But you know what? I think the organization, if it even stands at that point, will be so weakened. Um, not because they are weakened, because everything around it is so weakened. What, what am I talking about? Like, I, I, basically, you'll see a collapse of 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 the economy or something. I mean, and, and it's like these organizations won't just have it. No one will listen to them anymore. Not this will not matter. Maybe at that point you will see, but at this stage, no. They're super. I mean, there there have to be Kevin the ADL, and we'll, we'll get into them in a little bit here. But uh, they have to be the most influential unelected organization not even in the u.s but like in most most of the world the western world at least i mean they have power over europe and there's other equivalent organizations there but even in europe right um and they tell they whatever they hate whatever they don't like uh, being mentioned or whatever they go after them and of course that happened right. on twitter or x That's we'll talk about right. that in a moment but no do you think they're ever going to be sued or someone's going to go after them legally well they, they, they could do that and, and maybe they have but it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, we're talking about the entire American judicial system mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it's conceivable. I mean, the present Supreme Court, it got all the way to the Supreme Court because that's what it had to do. Um, you know, they're conservative and they, they believe in free speech, I think. And, and if there's anything the ADL does not believe in, it's free speech. Yeah. Um, because, true. you know, the, the ADL is all about interests, not principles. They had no principles. They never have. And you go back to the 1950s, and they were all for free speech. Yeah. Why? Because Jews were being hauled up in front of these anti-communist committees in Congress. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jews were on the left. And so they were afraid, you know, that this was going to be an anti-Semitic witch hunt or something like that. So they, they were all for free speech. You know, the professors had to sign loyalty oaths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they hated that. But uh, now, you know, you can't open your mouth on Twitter without them going crazy. Uh, um, it's just uh, totally changed they because the their interests have changed. Right. They have, well, now when they're on top, now when they yeah. have the power, then they pull up the ladder exactly. behind them and say, no, no, no free speech for you guys. We, yeah, we, we, we exactly. got this in the back. But they're saving democracy, Kevin. you got to keep them <laughs> on. Uh, so <laughs> we got to talk about them. Thank you, Bill Abyss, too, by the way. That's, that's kind of you. Thank you for the dono or the super chat. Proud Boys leader sentenced to a combined 32 years 
for the January 6th riot. Now, check that this, again, talking about political repression, causing a chilling effect, causing people to get scared, whether it's to vent their frustrations or their legitimate concerns and stuff. And, and okay, yes, there, there's some people that did some, you know, dumb moves or whatever on J6, but... Look, you could compare this to any of the Antifa, be that oh, the George yeah. Floyd riots in, in 2020 or the inauguration even of Trump when that, when was it, 2016 then, right? Yeah, um, 2017. Massive riots and stuff, and yeah. they never went after any of those uh, people because they're yeah. vassal, they're, they're beneficial to the state at the end of the day. Yeah, and they had that big riot in Washington, D.C. Uh, when Trump was out there during the Black Lives Matter thing, and they, it's like they were... About to attack him, they burned the church and uh, and uh, you know the whole thing. And in Portland, they went; they were rioting for months on end every yeah. night, attacking federal buildings. The police didn't uh, matter. Building. No, no, none no. of these people ever had to suffer any time. No, there only been a, a couple things that they, a couple people uh, in the Antifa have gotten prosecuted lately, but just lately, and yeah. nothing like this. Nothing like this. It's just a seventeen slap on the years wrist. for no. breaking a window or some damn thing. It's like ridiculous. <sighs> Yeah, so Joe Biggs, uh, he worked with Infowars for a while. He's a ex-military guy, I think, right? Two former. And I saw, look, I saw it, uh, a stream once of them when they were on D Live, the Proud Boys, and they were talking a big game. And I was kind of surprised at how, how kind of bla- like uh, openly antagonistic they were. And I was like, ah, oh, this is this is no good, you know, kind of thing. But this shows you that they're just they're, they're making examples out of these guys, hundred oh, yeah, percent. I mean, the t- it says that two former leaders of the Proud Boys, Joseph Biggs and Zachary Real, were sentenced to seventeen years and fifteen years. Just seventeen years. Yeah, they were looking for something like thirty-three years for Joe Biggs, and the article was just like, so it's very low. He didn't get nearly enough, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the prosecution wanted thirty-three yeah, years. Thirty-three years for the. Can you imagine? He has a young daughter, and I don't think he. Now they sent us another guy. I actually broke a window. Let me see if I have that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, this guy, right? Spaz, uh, defined Proud Boy Spaz, screams Trump won, at least as he did that, as he's jailed 10 years for breaking into the Capitol with a riot shield and sparking up a victory smoke cigar. <laughs> yeah, here's the guy here. They have the, I think the right video. kind of guy. <laughs> so here's the video of him actually break. Now, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do something. Yeah, like I wouldn't. That. Do you know, either. it's, <clears throat> you're asking for it, right? And, and again, especially in this time, Oh, the, yeah. The system is just looking for somebody to put their crosshairs yeah, on, right? Absolutely. And but but at the same time, their 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 frustrations and their concerns are legitimate. I mean, it's clear they stole the election. There's no doubt about it. They they it's fraud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they'll do it again. And they'll do it again. That's yeah. right. So yeah, I understand they, that they were angry. I understand that they did it. Uh, and and he, of course, you know, one side of the Capitol, there were people that were just, they opened the doors, they let them in. On the other side, yes, there were some scuffles and there were people fighting, they were pushing against the cops, there were violence, yes, there was some of that. But not everybody like this. And, and No, the, the grandmother's walking around the right. Capitol and they're going after them. Like a tourist, uh, they yeah. thought they were open, oh, we can go in, it's the people's house, this is yeah. fine. Uh, they were uh, set a trap and, and and they walked right into it. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah very unfortunate. <laughs> it's very. I mean, unfortunate. You see all this uh, the standard rhetoric now on conservative talks shows. You know, like on Fox or something, they they talk about the the two tier justice system, which is certainly true. Uh, but they they tend not to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, they tend to avoid the the Proud Boy sentencing and how outrageous this is and how the 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 uh, the uh, Prisoners, these, these J6 prisoners have been treated in this Washington, D.C. jail and elsewhere. Mm, mm. They've been, you know, tortured and 
uh, solitary confinement and, and the whole thing. And a lot of it before any trial. And they and they couldn't get bail, and, and it was like ridiculous. Like that guy, yeah, look it's at unbelievable. This here. Yeah. Photos leaked of horrific January six prisoner abuse. Tortured five months in isolation in a closet room with a light on on all the time and a bucket for a toilet. And of course, again, there's no human rights watch organization screaming about this or anything like that. No, this these guys deserved it because they tried to topple America yeah. when they got in there. Nobody knew what even to do. No, there was no plan. There was no like, let, w when we take over this building, we're yeah. going to take, you know, we're going to bring in the military in this thing and we're going to take over the government in DC. It was none of that. They had no guns for God's sake. No, there was nothing like that. <laughs> what it, a joke. I remember clearly it was like one of the guys, they come into the rotunda or something like that and, and, and someone screams, what do we do now? <laughs> and, so, and someone's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah, that's the plan to overthrow the government right there. They were Listen. they were used. They were they were they were dumb they, Unfortunately, they were. they were dumb enough to 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 buy this. You know what yeah. I mean? And they and they, the other side, they got their narrative. They they had they, if we didn't stand up that day, you know, we've seen all these the police sitting Pearl crying Harbor, in hearings. Worse than the Civil yeah, it was War. nine eleven. It was basically nine eleven. The entire country could have fallen that day. So now now you know <laughs> they're they're calling it a, an insurrection, and they're saying that Trump somehow led this insurrection. Yeah. And there's this clause in the Fourteenth Amendment that if you you uh, do if you're involved in an insurrection, you can't run for office. So, and they're trying to get them off the ballot on that basis. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And they might, they might, they might do it. They might succeed too. <laughs> They'll get judges so, that are sympathetic, no question. Well, I don't know if, how far it'll go, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm at some sure. point, anybody's got to think this is pr persecution. This is just an attempt to to. to Disrupt the democratic process. And it says they, they're setting these examples now because the next thing will be so outrageous that they know it's going to be a, a, a like a, a, if they hadn't done this, it would have been a violent response, I think, to be honest. Yeah. Like, a, a, you know, an actual, an actual, like, armed, you know, who knows what, what path this could have taken or, or will take. But they're seeking to, like, put the foot down hard right now so they show that no one else can, can do this again. And if you do this, we'll put you in jail for the rest of your life. And that's yeah. it. So it's funny, right? Because even America, even the, Founding is is built on, on on revolution against you know an authority yeah. and stuff. Like that. It's mm -hmm. only when you it's only when you win that you're seen as the good guy. But but if you lose, you're the villain, right? That's yeah. kind of how it works. Uh, but yeah, so there's other Proud Boys uh, sentenced today as well. Uh, let me see, what is it here? Uh, what's his name again? Nordian. What one of the famous? I didn't. I don't have the clip right now. But one of the famous classic clips of him clocking an Antifa guy. Forget his first name now, but his last name is Nordian. He, he they're seeking. Uh, something like 15 years in jail for him, and I think he's uh, being sentenced today. It might have happened already, but I didn't see it before we got live here. Um, here's another one. Proud Boy sentenced to 10 years for U.S. Capitol. Oh, that is the same. That's the Spaz guy. Okay, that's the same guy. But anyway, so th they're going after one after the other. Uh, and you had a sentencing of Enrique Tario, which wasn't even there. He wasn't even there that day. He wasn't yeah. even in D.C., and he's still, they're going to seek to have him sentenced. I'm not sure how long he'll get, but September 5th, so that's coming up in four days. We'll keep an eye on that, too. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is dark times, and, and someone linked up and made the point of this. Like, here's DC 2020 rioters, right? They they ripped the... There was literally one of the guys that had shook the barricade outside of the Capitol for, like, three seconds or something, and he yeah. got, like, 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, this stuff happened back in the 2020 riots, and uh, they went after Secret Service and cops and, 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 and federal people and stuff like that. Nothing happened. It was, to yeah. it was totally fine. And you got people like Ray Epps who were encouraging people to go into the Capitol building. Yeah. Encouraging them, never charged with anything. My God. 
Do, do they? Uh, I, I know the Oath Keepers guy that was talks about him. Why are they not going after him? Blah blah blah. But they they were doing that, right? He's I forget what he he was sentenced. Was he not? Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, d- uh, Rhodes, right? Rhodes, Oath Keepers. Let me see if I can find something real quick. Uh, quick sentenced. Let me see if I can find something. But um, yeah, sentenced to what is the here? Eight. Uh, oh, they changed the headline to that. Yeah, self-styled militia leader and bar owner from Ohio and former uh, welder from Florida was sentenced to eight and a half years and four years in prison Friday for joining Oath Keepers, uh, founder Stuart Rhodes, in disrupting... Co- okay, that's not that's not him then, okay. Yeah, I think they went after Stuart Rhodes. I can't find it right now. But anyway, uh, Ray Epps, he was... He was arrested, right? But I'm not sure he got a, he got a, a sentence yet. He felt like one of those guys... He was probably an informant or something like that. He, and a lot of people think he was working for the FBI. Yeah. And and uh, he's never been, uh, he was interviewed by the Jan- January 6th committee, but that's it. I mean, they, he, they never charged him with anything. They didn't charge him. That's interesting if they didn't. It's almost like the one that they got to save face and at least give him some, like, oh, let's give him a couple of years so it looks like he was no part You'd of this. You'd think they so, would do something. You but, know, but I, I think, you know, and it's well known now that there were quite a few feds in, in the, the crowd. Oh, yeah. Pretending to be, you know, uh, rioters and all that, encouraging uh, these guys. And yeah, um, yeah, especially in November. Okay, yeah, I can't find how many he got there, but yeah, he was uh, he was convicted anyway. So they did yeah. go after him eventually. Uh, all right, so that's crazy uh, how that's going on. And you have the guys from Charlottesville as well. You had the uh, um, oh yeah, uh, well, the oh, I forget I forget his name. He's a complicated name. Can I use your European sounding name? Uh, maybe Chad has it. I, I always forget it. He was sentenced six years after the fact. He sentenced, and it was basically just for like walking around with a ticket torch. He didn't actually do anything. He was screaming. He's one of the poster boys. He was standing there, you know, kind of like a famous that famous photo. I should have pulled in a link, but we've talked about it before. But the point is, it was you know Charlottesville. They keep still going after them. This J six stuff might be going for ten years. Yeah, that, after I think this they died a thousand people already. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep, so they're, they're, they're going. Uh, the Boo, is it the Boo Man? Says, uh, the Boo Man officially wishes to be acknowledged as a supporter of Red Eyes. Well, now hereby you are. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. The Boo Man. I like that name. All right. Um, so, what else do we got here? Well, I want look at this here. This is just, you know, random stuff here. But as they, let's just put it in perspective, right? As, as they go after these kinds of people, and Charlottesville, six years after the facts, even if you didn't take part in the fights or anything like that, Proud Boys, uh, you know, anybody that showed up, old grandmas, this stuff, complete lawlessness in many yeah. of the big cities out in America right now. Yeah. Um, here, here's, here's New York, an example, right? How it looks. It's like the other day. It's not only like a third world area now, it's just like completely out of control. It's filthy, it's dirty, you have people running into stores, stealing everything, anything they want. Nobody can go after these people, they can't prosecute them, they can't go after them legally. Heck, there was a legal uh, fight to actually get people that report criminals that steal stuff out of stores to have them not be um, not being criminally charged for, for trying to stop stop uh, uh, thieves, basically. That's how crazy it is, Kevin. It's, it really is... Uh Amazing! Uh, they they are destroying the inner cities of uh, quite a few big cities. Uh, San Francisco is uh, another one that's just totally out of control. Homelessness, and drugs, homelessness, misery. and drugs are the big thing. Yeah. And, and but the yeah these uh, smash and grab uh, robberies, you know, mob thing where they 
organized on social media and they all meet up and then they just run in and n nobody does anything. No. And nobody could do anything. And if you try to do anything, the store will fire you and you'll probably get beat up and uh, the whole thing. It's just, um, but yeah, you're, you're just, you, but basically what's happened is that, you know, these people, uh, and it tend to be uh, the, the ones I've always seen rioting tend to be black. They're just making crime easier and uh, less and less and safe for the criminal, and um, you know, make it uh, a sort of viable profession. Um, that you know, which uh, in a way, it's sort of like it's, it's sort of like giving in to black proclivities in general, where there's affirmative action, getting rid of standardized tests, and um, you know, just you know, the whole equity thing. We're going to have equal equity. Meaning everybody has the same outcome. All groups have the same outcome, no matter what. Yeah, and reparations uh, it, might it, be coming down yeah, the pipe, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that that means giving incompetent people jobs and responsible <laughs> jobs, uh, whether like, it's air, like pilots, getting them in the medical school, <laughs> Medicaid, doctors, uh, I mean, pilots. It's, in, it's insane, yeah. but yeah. that's the way it's going. I mean, <sighs> that's you know they're getting rid of these these standardized tests, and so what's left then is you write a letter about yourself and how I suffered from white racism. Discrimination, or yeah. And guess yep. what? That, that's the ticket right yep. there. I don't care how, how your high school grades were. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, you can't run a civilization like yeah, you that. Can't. It, it, it's, it's doomed, inevitable. It's going you know to fall I mean? apart. It's going to fall apart, and, and we're beginning to see that right now. Yeah. Uh, we have. Uh, Sin City Miller over on uh, Rumble says J6 trial will go down in history as a U.S. version of a Stalinist purge. Yeah, it, yeah. it will. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, you can compare it to that. Complete with show trials. Exactly. Just that's like just in the 1930s. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. And the all these judges are in on it. M most of them yeah. anyway. You're not going to get a fair. Oh, you had a uh, you know a, a court. What, what do you call a um, trial of your peers? Or what, what's the, the there's a yeah. term there they use right. It's like if you have a in Washington D.C. It's like ninety-eight percent Biden voters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not gonna <laughs> you got a Fulton County, Georgia. What are you gonna get there? Exactly right. Come on, MLK's uh, stomping grounds, right? New York City. Is. Now you had a piece. We, we can kind of tie this into a little bit here, but you commented on one of um, Christopher Rufo's thing, and it's always this that the the the. the, the, the painful thing about this is that the yeah. mainstream conservative opposition you have to this basically have that but like well if we can just kind of go back to mlk's vision of how things used to be it would be great just let's stop noticing race everybody and that doesn't matter and stuff and it's like well it does uh it doesn't mean you have to be cruel or or you know eve you know it's not about that but it's like it, there's differences and, yeah. and this is clearly not working this multicultural and multiracial societies we're building in the west right uh, yeah, go, go ahead. What, what was your take on uh, his well, they, piece they, these, these people, and this is not just Rufo, obviously. This is no, a, it's majority almost of them. all uh, mainstream conservatives. They can't deal with the concept of race and the idea that white people have interests as white people. And, and uh, most importantly, you know, to maintain a demographic uh, majority, be able to control their destiny. I mean, because it's not just America that, that is going to soon be... Minority, it's like uh, minority majority, but you know Europe's the same way. Yep, it's not going to be very long, and and it's not working over there any more than it's working here. Mm -mm. And uh, Sweden, you know where you're from, is a classic. Boy, Sweden, what is the matter with those people? I know, I know. Uh, it's it's amazing. They got Shamed. they got these drug gangs now. They got no no go zones. They yep. got uh, rape all. Gang they rapes. know they're murder bombing all over the place. Yep. 
spicy and exciting, Kevin. Yeah, Super exciting. exciting. So much oh, yeah. exciting, those boring the, Swedes. The, safe they they and were so trust. boring in yeah. the past. You know, you had to spice things up a little bit. <laughs> Thank so God cool. for my immigration. Yeah. I actually revisited your piece. Uh, you did a review on it on the Occidental Observer uh, on David Schwartz, who began lobbying for uh, opening up the borders oh, yeah. in Sweden back in the was it 60s or something? Dagens mm. Nyheter, Today's News, one of yeah. the big papers, um, of course, owned by Jews, yeah. uh, still to this day. And a uh, number of, deba- like something like 70 debate articles on how Sweden must uh, let in more immigrants yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And of course, then over the course, and it was great opposition, even up to the 90s, it was like, no, we don't want this, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the floodgates just opened and, and look at it now. It's, it's a country in absolute free fall. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, our opposition to it, the the our enemies are trying to outlaw it. They're trying to ban it. We can't send it. Look at the thing with the Quran burnings, even that as an example. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, on the face of it, what does it really matter? Like the Quran is almost like the Bible, right? It's one of the most printed books in the world. It's highly symbolic. You know, it's not like we're burning the last copy of something here. It's our freedom of, of speech, freedom of expression. We've had that in, in, in our culture. If you don't like it, you can go back, go back home, you know? So they burn a Quran. No, it's not technically illegal, but since it's causing Muslims to riot, we're going to not give you the mm. permanent, uh, the permit for it to burn it, right? You're not going to mm. give you the protest permit for it. And voila, you, there you go. Now you begin to open up for them to have special treatment and special rules for them, right? And mm. and But there's nothing about burning a Bible or the Norse Eddas or, you know, any other religious scripture for that matter. Yeah, yeah Bible, you can burn the Bible anytime you want. Oh, yeah, no they don't problem, care about that. Right? No, definitely and, not. But they are giving in. I, I think Denmark uh, already did. And, they banned it. And, yep. uh, and Sweden will if they haven't already. They will. It's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. So we have uh, we have the Twitter stuff. We should get into that here too because um, I just want to do a little bit of background to this, right? It was when did Musk take over it again? Was it like November, or December, or something like that? Has it been? It's been a while yeah, now. Something yeah. like that, right? And so slowly but sure, and it looked promising for a while. Now we should say too, you had your account banned uh, yeah. in Mar- March or April. You said somewhere right? around there, and uh, you know I was. Increasing my followers, I, you know, I had about thirty-two. I stayed on thirty-two thousand for years. Yeah, didn't budge one way or the other. And then Musk came in and started going up. I know. Yes, yeah, I got to us. like forty-four, forty-five, or something like that. And then all of a sudden, pew, I'm off. Uh, along with a lot of other people, James Edwards, for example. Yeah, Mark Collins uh, lost his yeah, Tom Sunich was off. Really? Uh, yeah. Him too. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not it, sure why we're on there. I guess that proves we're feds or something. But we haven't never been censored on Twitter. I'm sure it's coming. You know. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be at all surprised. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that you're still on there. But, me uh, too. I, but, I, uh, look, then the difference is I I rarely kind of get. I'm not sure you did either, to be honest. Though, I didn't. I, I tried would, to be very circumspect about it. Okay, there you I go. I did okay. go. I did go after the ADL sometimes. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm that I've about done their too. hypocrisy and and all that on Twitter. Yeah. I've had some spicy tweets here and there, but I don't like kind of engage in like replies to somebody and kind of piss them off so they report you. That I usually don't do, not too often yeah. anyway. I'm not sure if that's helped it. But anyway, uh, it's it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, is is basically a, do- a doomed uh, uh, platform uh, yeah. already. It was, it was fun for a couple of months. We mentioned that. They're bringing the old censorship team back in place. Uh, Mike Benz is uh, covered this fairly good. Uh, there's the same or people that worked under Dorsey that are being brought in. They're going to do, uh, you know, elect- safeguarding elections now. Election disinformation censorship have begun. Uh, the new Yaccarino, uh, uh gal there who comes, you know, have one foot in the World Economic Forum, predictably. 
uh, also talked about this, how safe it is and how we're preventing hate speech and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that's not even a thing. It doesn't really exist. It's just like you can have illegal speech, maybe, which actually violates the law. But otherwise, it's maybe opinions that you don't like. Uh, yeah. But that's what, that's how they do. They reshape the they reshape the, the rules, and they claim, you know, well, now we have the right to go after you. And did you see this one? They're even bringing in a Israeli ID verification company uh, called AU10TIX to verify uh, by ID. Users will have to upload a selfie and a photo of their government ID. I'm not sure mm. if that's when you set up the account or whatnot. Uh, but um, so it's beginning to working, yeah. Elon, with these Israeli companies and stuff like that. And of course now. Uh, Kevin, we're learning that he's he, he goes crawling to the the ADL as well. Yeah. Um, no question. Safe political discourse is back on the menu. Where the world said uh, X has a responsibility to put the right systems in place to ensure our communities have access to open, accurate, and safe political discourse. What does that even mean? <laughs> the, the, in that in that sentence, the key word is safe. Safe. That safe justifies everything, right? <laughs> oh, it hurts my feelings. Hey, get to know. That's why we're hiring more people, updating our policies and evolving our product. Now he wants to do this everything app with all that, but this was the this was the kicker here, right? And and Jonathan doesn't always <clears throat> lock his his uh, replies, so who can reply? But he did yeah. he did on this one for some interesting reason. I had a very frank plus productive conversation with uh, Hack Linda Yak Yakarino yesterday about X, what works and what doesn't. And where it needs to go to address hate. See, he's telling them and where it needs to go to address hate effectively on the platform. I appreciate her reaching out, and I'm hopeful the service will improve. ADL will be vigilant and give her and Elon Musk credit if the service gets better. Sounds like a threat to me. And reserve yeah. the right to call them out until it does. Believe me, they will call them out. Oh, yeah. They've and done then they threaten to you know, go after uh, Fortune 500 companies to get advertisers and... And I think they probably already have. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the ADL is uh, all over this, and uh, yet if you if you read the the uh, Jewish press, they still regard Twitter or X as a complete cesspool of anti-Semitism, <laughs> uh, and you can still find some people on there that, that say things that say things I wouldn't say. I mean, they're, they're way out there, and they're still on Twitter. And and it goes crazy. Of course, they, you know they have a low bar for what anti-Semitism is. I mean, they're trying to right. get they're trying to get Tucker Carlson off of there. Why? Because he talks about George Soros. He never says he's right. a Jew. He he just says you know talks about he's funding these left wing prosecutors and doing all this activism. You're not supposed to talk about that. No. Or he talks about the the Great Replacement theory. Oh, that's automatically racist and anti anti-Semitic. Uh, you you can't use the word globalism because that's anti-Semitic. Yep. So that, yeah. Or banker. It's a joke, or, yeah. <laughs> Elite, even. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the uh, ban the ADL hashtag was uh, was trending. It's still trending, as I showed you there in the uh, former yeah. uh, tweet, which is, ah, uh, did they just, oh, it just updated. Look at that. Okay, it's just when I was circling it, it disappeared. So did they take off, take it off or, or what? Uh, but anyway, it's trending for a long time. Hundreds of thousands of, of I mean, they, don't, they do not have... The public on their side, like a lot of people despise and loathe and hate this organization, yeah. as they should, well, considering they should. how they're saying. Yes, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you believe in free speech, you got to hate the ADL. That's There's the one, no, no other way. Number one threat. I remember seeing that. Uh, we did a video on it, but uh, or a segment on it, but there was some, it was like uh, Michael Schellenberger or whatever. He's been good on the COVID stuff, but it was like, 
after the Twitter files came out, it was like, oh, we've we've mapped the 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 uh, censorship industrial complex. They called it, yeah. and it was all these groups and organizations stuff. Nowhere on this map, on this like you know um, legend that they had there was. Neither ADL nor SPLC, which is like yeah. that's the preeminent ones oh, that are telling exactly. the big corporations what they can or can't exactly. do. But it's threats in many cases. We have a couple of clips of Greenblatt to just refresh people's memory here. L listen to to this. This is an unelected group. Nobody's nobody. They're not accountable to anybody but themselves and their own Jewish interests, right? And yet they have offices next to these people. They have a direct line to social media companies. They tell them what to do. They ask them to redirect certain traffic to their results. Listen to this here. We work with Google on using AI to try to interrupt cyber hate before it happens. We work with YouTube to, have, we, to get them to change their algorithms. We work with Facebook on trying to use a redirect method. And here's one more. Check this out. So literally, we opened a center in Silicon Valley back in 2017. And the woman who runs it, she's the next Facebook executive. I have software engineers and data scientists working at ADL. We're monitoring all this stuff, and we're working with all the platforms, by the way. Google and YouTube and Meta and Twitter and Reddit and Steam and Amazon, all these companies. From, like, Apple to Zoom, we work with all of them, okay? That's relevant because we've been working with Twitter now for real, since it was founded. We work with the old regime, working with the new regime. Yep, which is Musk, right? That's what he's talking about. <clears throat> How about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's pervasive. That's I see it. Like Kanye West tweeted that, apparently. Yeah, who do you think created cancel culture? That's when uh, they went after him. Of course, yeah. they shut him down. They contacted they him Adidas. Down. He had his uh, shoe uh, line line of shoes. Yeah, Yeezys or whatever. billions on this. Yeah, Adidas, this is what happened, I heard. They, they, they reach, ADL, Greenblatt, reaches out to Adidas, basically tell him you can't do business with this guy. Well, why? And we'll get to that in a moment, how they, how they actually blackmail, how they threaten businesses, as you said. Um, and some legal thing happens where they kind of just exclude Kanye, and then they keep selling his shoes, Yeezy, without giving any, him any of the money. <laughs> but all the sales, all the money from all the sales from those shoes... He don't. They donated to the ADL. Oh, for God's sake! I mean, millions of dollars, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions. They have so much money, so many resources, and there's no greater organization that's a bigger threat to free speech uh, uh, today. But if you say that the Jews have any influence, boy. Oh yeah, you're the uh, you're the anti-Semite. But they prove us right every time, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> They will have disproportionate influence should they have this influence. Look, as someone said, if this group can be praised, they can also be criticized. That's how easy it goes. It swings <laughs> in both both directions, right? And of course, here to underline the point of like where our civilization is going and diversity and civil rights act and all that stuff, blah blah blah. Here he is today, and th now the uh, now that the replies were open to this, which is funny because people are hashtagging ban the ADL there. There's some great replies to his tweets most of the time. Uh, Sixty years ago, ADL leaders joined Dr. King. At the March on Washington. See, this, is, this year I was deeply honored to co-chair uh, Mo 60 with the, uh, with the King family and other leaders to continue the pursuit of equal rights. That's right, they don't have equal rights yet, uh, Kevin. I hope these highlights leave you as inspired as I am to fight hate in all its forms. And all that means is stuff that they hate. That's what they call hate. That's all it is. <laughs> White people can't organize. We can't say we can't even object to our own children becoming minorities in our own countries. Yeah, the fact is, they hate white us. people. And they it's do. Pretty obvious for a long time. The anti-white defamation league, as people uh, call it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people are pointing out in the there were some good ones in the comments here too. Let me see if I can. 
Uh, some have been hidden, maybe removed. There was definitely more replies earlier. Yeah, that's the stuff is changing. They were linking up, uh, you know, good images of showing how uh, in the early days of MLK, not only, not only of course was he a, a you know a, a communist, but he worked with a lot of the uh, rabbis at the oh, time. Yeah. You know, Levinson was one of the guys, the speechwriters for him and stuff like that too. Uh, this was hand in hand, and of course, all this was used as a as a weapon against as against yeah. us. Uh, but look what Martin Luther King said about Israel: Israel must exist and has the right to exist, <laughs> and is one of the great outposts of democracy in the world. So he <laughs> he he knew who who pay the bills, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible. And if you if you believe that Israel is a, a democracy now, you just gotta have your <laughs> head in it. It's funny. Your ass. It's just uh, ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What did uh, so it was information liberation said here? Yeah. Ban the ADL trends on Twitter after the ADL CEO meets with ex CEO on expanding censorship. <clears throat> uh, wow. Okay. So yeah. So we can get into the replies a little bit here too. So he keeps. There was a couple of good memes here too. Yeah, ban the ADL was trending. Uh, I'm surprised it kept it on there for as long. Oh no, is it back again? Let me refresh here. It's a little wonky here. I just want to confirm because it's always funny. Yeah, no, it's number two. Ban the ADL, 122 seven. Uh, sorry, 122,000 posts. Yeah, far exceeding any of the other ones that are trending. Look at that, 4,000 posts. The top one they have, bring back masks. Yeah. <laughs> What's 100? Uh, 1,607. I mean, that's. That gives you a little bit of perspective, you know. What I mean, I know there's a lot of like people who are pushing this, you know. I mean, a lot of like activists who, who, are, who are like understands what the game is here and want to push back. But that's something, right? I mean, that's 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 a. They're good probably taking the names of every last one of these <laughs> they people. <laughs> they probably are, and then they're uh, going to try to ban them or hand over their details to us, yeah. right? Uh, the, if you pay with a credit card, I guess, or something. I'm not sure if there's a link, but yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, so he did. We'll get to that. I want to show this here. So he, he's straight. Musk is stringing people along, which is kind of one of the great frustrations, right? Yeah. So first, he liked a tweet by uh, by Keith Woods, who said uh, the ADL ferret tactics financially blackmailing social media companies uh, into removing free speech on their platforms. They even orchestrated an advertiser boycott of Tucker Carlson. They, they they threatened the whole country. We'll get to that in a moment too, by the way. And then he replied to another tweet as well. He said, yes, the ADL has tried very hard to strangle X slash Twitter. When was that? Well, this is today. Oh, my God. But why? But he's not doing anything about this, Kevin. Nothing is being done about this. Oh, my God. He's, look, he already has the, the mega conservative normie, you know, conning crowd. He has those in the bag. Twitter is great now or X. He's a savior of free speech. I've seen some <laughs> of these tweets flying around, blah, blah, blah. But even some of these kind of, you know, dissident right-wing right, right -wing people, nationalists and so forth, are still kind of, you know, try, no, this is great, you know what I mean? It's, but he's just stringing them along for this. He's, he's yeah. trying to kind of play both sides a little bit of, like, still appealing to that, you know, kind of disenfranchised crowd, which includes the normie conservative ink people, to be honest, but not really doing anything about it. You know what I mean? It's it's great that he's criticizing wokeism and all the, all these things, but kind of the same with Rufo. If you don't know what you're dealing with, and if you're dealing with people who are trying to threaten and destroy your company financially, Musk is the kind of guy that would need to sue the ADL, yeah. right? He has the resources for it. He's actually he's suing uh, the count, uh, Council for Countering Digital Hate, and he's mm. suing one of the George Soros organizations for defamation. If he goes after the ADL, I, I'll, I'm I'm willing to change my mind on Musk, to be honest. But, but at the same time, that? the federal government is going after Musk. You what know, are they? they what are they doing exactly? There, though, there's there are a couple of regulatory bodies. Like, okay, I'm not sure if it's the 
Securities Exchange Commission or what that are investigating Tesla, and they're suddenly ramping that up. Uh, so I, I think that you know they view Musk as a big threat, and they want to get him under control or get him out of business or get him. You know, he's got two hundred fifty billion dollars plus, and and uh, something like that can basically tell you to go to hell. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> and he can he can lose billions on Twitter, and he's fine. Yeah, but uh, so you know, he is a problem for them. You know, he he, uh, he can't be uh, bullied financially, really, uh, uh, the same way most people can. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, it's, again, it's a similar situation to Trump. There, we'll see what happens if they really kind of go after him. Uh, I'm surprised he's, he still gets NASA contracts. I mean, even DoD, his boring company. Uh, he, they could, he, the they could do a lot worse against with the star, he could, They can do a lot more. You know what I mean? I they think could. he might very well have been threatened at some point and to rein him might. in. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and tell him like, hey, look, we we know where your kids are. Or whatever. You, who knows at this point? Because if they're you know these people, they're playing to win. You know what I mean? They're not not screwing around. They're putting people in jail. They're going yeah. after people that they would probably assassinate them if they could. Some of them if they don't comply. Uh, but um, the other one here, I want to show. Uh, was this one was kind of interesting. Here's a normative, no, normie con guy, right? Charlie Kirk. And he's, he said some, he's inched closer to certain things. He needs to stay relevant. That's what I'm feeling yeah. too. It's a little bit the feet, feet uh, you know, the fire to the, the, the feet to the fire. That's what it's called on some of these guys. I think that the, there's a big group out there who like, you know, the normie conservatives have to kind of up their rhetoric a little bit. Otherwise they're going to be left behind, right? And, yeah. and they know that. So Matt, the, and Matt Walsh, a Charlie Kirk, they 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 address these things of anti-white politics and stuff like that, which is good. I'll take it. But uh, JF here said on Twitter, Charlie Kirk removes his initial post that was stating similar things, but also includes the term anti-white hate. He knows who his his masters are, even if he's willing to project an appearance of defiance at times. Call it what it is. The ADL is anti-white. I'm glad to see him say that because that's exactly right. Absolutely, he said. So this is what he said first. I love the Jewish people. I love Israel. I don't love the ADL. Well, the ADL is fighting to for Israel. I mean, they're fi they're fighting for Jews and Israel. The that's ADL what they do. represents that's, the mainstream Jewish community. That's just it. How can you love that? I mean, they they create the F the ADL and they fund it yes. massively, generously. Yeah, and that's why it's the power that it has. It's all about money in the end. And he says, I believe in the First Amendment, so I don't want to ban anyone's speech, but if I was going to start somewhere, it would be hashtag ban the ADL, which has no place extorting X slash Twitter and other social media companies or dictating to federal law enforcement what is and is not hate speech. The ADL is a mass purveyor of anti-white hate. And wow. so he, he said that, but he removed it. He yeah. took that down. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is the follow-up after, right? Maybe this is from yesterday, I'm not sure. Uh, whatever it was in the past today, the ADL is a hate group that dons a religious mask. This was that, right? Oh, they're not They're not really, uh, they don't really represent uh, with that Jews or Judaism or whatever it is. There's always that thing, too. I've heard Alex Jones talk about this. It's so frustrating. Jonathan Greenblatt is like the new Nazis and they're Hitler. And oh, it's like, well, yeah. here we go again, you know. Uh, I, he says, again, I believe in the uh, First Amendment, blah, blah, blah. But you see how he edited that? I believe yeah. in the First Amendment. I don't want to ban on speech, but the ADL has no place extorting Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the ADL itself is an America's number one purveyor of hate speech, and the SPLC is number two. But he took away the anti-white thing. Yeah. I wonder why he did that, huh? 
Well, so I'm you know, the it, whip. it does suggest so that it, this is going on now in people's minds. Yes, the, the, you know, mainstream conservatives, you know, especially the ones a little bit more to the right, like Charlie Kirk, maybe they they must start getting it here. At what point do you uh, start to talk about what's obvious to anybody who's looking at this? That that there's uh, anti-white hate is pervasive and it's coming from very high places. Yes. Uh, in in the big media, uh, powerful activist organizations like the ADL, SPLC, and um, you know it's enshrined, you know, in our school system now. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, universities, kids come out of there, they're zombies, and and they don't, you know, the white people, they just don't have any sense of white interests, and they and they hate their race, and they yeah. <clears throat> All the horrible things that our ancestors did, as if they're responsible for that, as if no other group in human history was ever enslaved anybody. Yeah, and why should I be responsible for that? I was never, I never had any slaves, and my ancestors no. never did. No, it's, it's slavery, it's the Holocaust. Yeah, what it, yeah, but this yeah. Is one more like the sacred, you know, cows that they have. No, they need to be turned into burgers. Those cows. But they they uh, think of the Holocaust, and they think of. Well, those Nazis look an awful lot like other European white people. Right, yeah. And it could happen, if it could happen in 1930s Germany, it could happen here. That's literally and, and, the title and that's of the whole Greenblatt's book, is, is It Could Happen Here. Do yeah, you know that? <laughs> exactly. And, and you look at the, <laughs> the 1965 immigration law, the rhetoric around that was Jewish fear of a homogeneous white America. Yeah. You know, all these, these Jewish Marxists from the 1930s, they changed their mind about everything. You know, it's not class struggle; it's race. Hello. Yeah. <clears throat> and so they, so that after that, beginning with the Frankfurt School, they went after white people and the idea of white racial identification, and it's, it's been phenomenally successful uh, to the point now where you know you're identifying as white, you almost oh you can't say that you know it's horrible, uh, you know it. it but I, as I, as I say, it, it's encouraging to see that. Charlie Kirk did at least tweet it. You know, he, yeah. it had to be in his mind. Yeah. And he, he took it down, but, you know, they got to understand this if they're not quite willing to say it. It's going there. Isn't, there's no yeah. doubt about it. And, and again, it, that's what I feel that... That's this, encouraging. It is encouraging. And that's why it's so hardcore, that political repression that we're talking about, yeah. and to keep, you know, to... to Put that boot hard down on people's necks now because they know that it's slipping. <clears throat> with, even with all the censorship, yep. with all the banning, with all the financial, uh, you know, exclusion and debanking and stuff, they're still not winning that discourse and dialogue. Yeah, and they're terrified. People of it. They're are waking frightened. up. They're, they are waking the up. Obvious. It's been obvious to you and me in a long time, yeah. uh, and people like us. But you uh, know, we're. We're inching and, slowly and, and, in that direction. And it's, slow. it's late. And it's late. It's five minutes to midnight slow. here. But you know, better late than never. Yeah. It has to. It has to happen. There's no. There's no way. There's. There's no other way. It's. It's, it's inevitable. It's going in this direction. Yeah. I'm waiting for Tucker Carlson to come out you know, oh and really god, say it. Just, sometimes he's just such. A, a it dumb is frustrating with just, him. Oh my god. <sighs> gets get somewhere with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, you know he gets it too. I mean, he, if Charlie Kirk gets it, he gets it for God's sake. Uh, exactly, I know. But he's trying to play both sides of yeah. the two, or the nice guy, or yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just his, I mean, his, it's okay, his interviews it, since he got banned from, um, we got fired from Fox or whatever, uh, have been up and down. There've been some interesting, yeah. good ones. And like, some things that are very disappointing, I take, thought. Take the latest, the Portnoy, the bar stools. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even look at that one. Can he, I mean, if he really wants to make it, 
to bring somebody on that's a little edgy. It doesn't yeah. have to be hot, you know, super like. I mean, just, but someone who's kind of a little bit more dangerous to touch, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. bring some of these guys on, and and they know it, but uh, he just will not. He's independent now; he can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could go there, and and uh, you know you don't have to be you know too wild and crazy, but you can talk right. about you know anti-white hate. Why yeah. not talk about that? Have a show yeah. about that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and talk, uh, and you could find clips like like you find so easily, uh, where uh, you know you see these expressions. Yeah, and uh, the absolute hatred coming from some of these people, especially bl black activists and, and a lot of white ac academics and a lot of Jewish academics. And, yeah, and the ADL, and and it's just blatant. And it's teacher, it's institutionalized. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not just some rando on the internet Absolutely. that like said they don't like somebody or whatever. Yeah. It's ooh, you're dangerous. No, it's that it's systemic. It's actually systemic it's racism. Systemic, yeah. I mean, so, uh, As they've said so many times, you know, they, they, these these leftists infiltrated the universities. They walk, you know, march through the institutions, and they have done it, and it, it's terrifying. But uh, you know, the universities are completely gone. Oh yeah, and um, I don't, you know, they they police who they hire, and then if, even if you get hired, you got six years to get tenure. Well, they got six years to watch you, so you can't say anything then. After you get tenure, say you've been a secret agent for six years, and you have these views, well, even then, if you come out, you're never going to get a grant again. You're never going to get promoted beyond associate professor. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the universities, they have salary dependent on your performance. Well, you know, you're dead in the water. You're, you're going to be uh, at the same salary level that you were 20 years ago if you keep that up. Yeah. And you're not going to get any, uh, any grants or any, any uh, you're not going to be able to publish. You can publish on some topic completely uh, that, that's completely irrelevant to all this. And they'll they'll see your name and say, eh, I don't like it. That's you know, and, and you, yep. Your whole academic career is over. And try to get hired like that anyway. You can't possibly say anything pro-white or no, you know, no, no. or say they, that well, you know, race is real and, and black people have lower IQ and that explains <laughs> a lot of the problem. No, you can't say that. Yeah, we'll never all get the, hired. All the diversity talk, right? It's just completely homogenized on the uh, yeah. opinions front. Yeah, uh, but they oh, did. Yeah. They did it. They did it somehow. They they pulled this they off. Succeeded. And, I, and I'm not saying it's worth. Uh, you know, it's like for us to do that in the, in the next fifty years. I just don't think it will. It won't last this long. I don't, I don't think. I don't think they never had a plan of actually building some kind of utopia. It was always just about destroying what we had. Yeah. It was just about tearing down, and now we're and, uh, we're close to that now. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, the fabric of society is is you know coming apart at the seams. It is. Uh, and I think people are seeing that areas run by the left, like San Francisco and so on, they are falling apart, and we see more and more uh, failed cities and more and more anti-white hate. And uh, yet, you know, we I don't know that we can vote our ways out of this. I don't think there's so can. many, uh, no. and then it's only it's it's a it's a Trump, which is yeah. like okay, maybe it's a start on some issues, but at the end of the day, he's not you know <laughs> it's not a he's not our guy, you know. Yeah, and if you look at liberal Twitter, there's just so many white people that have their head completely uh, screwed up. I mean, they, they they don't get it, and especially white women. I mean, President Cup, you know, accepted. <laughs> I love Lana; she's great. <laughs> Of and course. all that, but, but, but she's an anomaly. So many. You know, yeah, she's she's an anomaly. And she's an anomaly. But and, there's and, a, and, and uh, there's some of them are slowly waking up too. Yeah, it, some it of goes, them are. It goes hand in hand and with you it, see but, some but of them. not the majority, but by any means. That's not yeah. what I'm trying to say. But 
there is there are people are there they're quietly observing they're seeing where yeah. this is going and especially people who have you know kids and stuff that they, they they see how the schools are changing and stuff and there's a lot of people that don't like this they might not be as they might not understand the full gravity of the situation yet i mean most what was it most people consume something like seven minutes of news a day people yeah. are busy you know i mean they they're full they can't they don't have their heads in the research you know <laughs> like, no, like people don't. like we can you know, know anything what I mean? Um, and and so they, they don't hear anything when they li do listen to the news and no, the media. No, that's just it. It's completely gridlocked. And if we're lucky, they get they, they encounter some of the you know kind of normy conservative type of accounts. Yeah, which, which again, which is why so essential that I Charlie Kirk does mention the anti-white stuff to to yeah. drop the you know to seed these kinds of ideas. So there's a value in that. But that's why it's kind of our job of keeping the pressure on these guys, right? So that they feel that they have to, you know, start offering solutions and talk, start talking about what really is going on. You know. Uh, one thing I've noticed, when there may be a niche into this whole thing, is a way in, is uh, you look at tabloids uh, like MSN, uh, which I get on my computer screen every day without wanting it, and, and they got all this stuff about transgender stuff and anti-white hate mm -hmm. produced by uh, black professors and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think they, they're trying to get clicks, and, and they, they know what people want to read. And I, I think like that outrage that is, headlines and things like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but, it, but as long as it's dropped, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, as long as it it's, it's seeded yeah. those ideas, yeah. right? Uh, Glenn the Chinaman over on uh, Odyssey here says um, all the loud pro-free speech crowd has been silent on Musk now that they're uh, making money on Twitter slash X. Yes, I noticed that. Uh, Musk hasn't done much uh, to ease the shadow banning and silencing. He did for a little bit, but then all of a sudden it was like felt like it was just we're back again to where it was uh, before. But yeah, I felt exactly. I kind of felt that too. The there was a couple of screenshots from people like, oh, you can actually make a living on Twitter. They share the ad revenue or whatever, and oh, some yeah. people were like had you know ten thousand. I'm not sure if that's one time payment or is that monthly or I didn't keep up with it. But anyway, they got some. They got they got a bag with money for a little bit. And then I think they really kind of quickly realize as well that like, okay, well, you got to play by the rules to continue to have this. You know what <clears> I mean? It's kind of like an extortion a little bit. Now all of a sudden it becomes about uh, maybe just generating, as you said, a little bit with some same thing with the headlines, right? Just generating clicks and attention yeah. and yeah. stuff because that's that's beneficial even if it's true or not. Uh, I don't know. It, we're, it's it's a problem. <laughs> what can you I say? think Tucker Carlson must be making a fortune on Twitter. He's got... His videos get like a hundred million views. Mm -hmm. One of them got two hundred million views, or that I saw. Is that how he monetized that? I, I think yeah, that's monetized now. That and uh, uh, depending on how how many clicks you get and all that. So yeah, uh, and and Musk wants wants liberals to go on there and, and right. broadcast. Yep, to make it because he doesn't want it just to be an echo chamber for conservatives. Um, but liberals always run if uh, if. People on the right get get a space to talk, don't yeah. they? That's always what happens. Yeah, they flee to Mastodon or some of these other, you know. Yeah, it's a badge of honor on, uh, among liberals now to want uh, to oppose free speech. At the same time, oh, yeah. they go crazy about banning crazy books on gender. Oh, in exactly. High school oh, libraries with yeah, you know, <laughs> graphic picture uh, depictions of gay sex and. Yep, uh, the most all, you know, other heterosexual sex, everything, you know. Yep. There it is for, for 10-year-olds or whatever. And, um, but they always oh, can't ban books. Terrible censorship. They've been banning books <laughs> for years. <laughs> They've been banning your books on Amazon. You know, I know, like, like, exactly. What are you rolling around now and trying to think this is some, ooh, uh, the outlaw, what, what books? Yeah, Lawn Boy, I'm trying to find a couple here that was like, 
going around a while ago. Lawn Boy, like, of course, Jonathan Evison. I think that was Levison uh, originally. Uh, gender queer. Like oh, we've been, that's famous. We've yeah. been through some of these books and covered some of the stuff, and it, absolutely ridiculous. Like, hundred percent reasonable logic to ban this kind of filth, especially yeah. to kids. You know what I mean? I mean, I, it yeah. shouldn't be allowed anywhere anyway. But you know what I mean? Um, Children have to be protected. Yes, and and that's why you you can't have teachers going in there and saying, "Are you sure you're a boy?" You know, and and talking about how you know it's normal to want to be the opposite sex, and let's. Uh, talk to somebody about hormones and surgery. I mean, that's that's where it goes. Yeah. Done. Let's not tell the parents. I mean, they got they got laws, or they're trying to get. Uh, well, I think some states are trying to get laws that parents have to be uh, informed. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're opposing that tooth and nail. Horrifying. Let me see here. We had. Uh, did that link work? Uh, let me see. We Glenn Chinaman. Uh, no, we did that one. That's right. Uh, Thank you, Glenn. Good to see you as always. Uh, what was there? Was someone shared a link here? Defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League and Jonathan <laughs> Greenblatt, August 16, 2023, Vernon County, Missouri case. And I'm clicking in on that tweet, and it just says, "Hmm, doesn't exist." I'm not sure if the link is broken, but that's interesting. If that's true, uh, again, I would assume there are people that have done this stuff, but they're just not getting anywhere because the judges are, are you know. <laughs> well, speaking of that, let me just quickly mention the story we have on on screen here. A little flashback of what, how the ADL treated Iceland. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were, uh, Iceland was thinking about banning circumcision. I don't think there's a single Jew on, in Iceland. I, I don't think there's a single Jew. Maybe there's one. So, there's one rabbi that, that was... Yeah, rumor in, had that the, after this, they sent a rabbi. Yeah. Like, we got to build a synagogue now, you know, kind of thing. But anyway, long story short, uh, Anthony Gage, or I guess by Lucas now, right? Lucas Gage. Uh, had this, we we write to offer three compelling reasons against the adoption of a ban on, on male circumcision. And then it says, ADL has studied the pervasiveness of anti-Semitic content on social media, and we know that a relatively small number of extremists are able to amplify their message quickly and broadly through social media. ADL regularly reports on such phenomena, and we will report on extremist praise for Iceland. We urge you to consider the significant media attention in the U.S. and internationally mm -hmm. paid to ADL reports on extremism. In the past six months alone, our research and experts have been featured on CNN and other cable TV channels, NBC News and other broadcast TV on 60 Minutes, the most watched TV news magazine in America, and in leading newspapers, including the New York Times and the Washington Post. And here's the kicker, right? Given that, let me go full screen so you can see this, guys, here. Given that 28% of Iceland's tourists came from North America in 2016, Iceland's standing in the U.S. should be of great concern from an economic perspective. We are confident uh, that the vast majority <laughs> of American tourists will avoid a country whose reputation is associated with Nazism, even if that association is not justified. <laughs> Holy and, shit. And yet, if you say that the Jews oh have any God. influence, that's, you're a Nazi. Checkmate. That's all the proof you need right there. They're threatening entire countries now with it's, economic it's sanctions. Yeah. Who the hell are these people? But they know they have the power, and but you can't ever say that they have power uh, without getting uh, all kinds of problems. Well, we're going to say it, and they have it. And they know it's right because they're able to shut people down that point it out. So, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean... This has to change, but I'm encouraged by it. At least there's a lot of people I've said before. I circle back around to that, but the ban the ADL hashtag. That sure, it's just a hashtag. It's not like you know action. But I'm saying you you must have a consensus, and you must have people informed first before you can take some kind of 
action against these kinds of, uh, well, let's use their wording, undemocratic groups. Uh, they're clearly violating people's civil rights yeah. by shutting them down and, and yeah. sharing information and, and venting their frustrations, which is perfectly legal and, and, and is allowed. But they're, you know, they hate that they're being noticed and pointed out. Uh, and that's why they're shutting us down. So, so yeah. That's the theme of, of the entire anti-white revolution that's been going on for the last 50 some years. Um, that it's not, it's not the result of, of some election or a, it's right. elites, yep. top down, and uh, the ADL and other Jewish organizations are a very big part of, the, that, of those elites. 100%. To the point where I don't think you can do, you can put out anything that they dislike <laughs> without getting all kinds of problems, litigation and, yep. um, and uh, like that, threats of uh, demonetization and losing tourist business or whatever. Uh, and, and yet they will, tooth and nails, you know, we don't have any power. Do something. <laughs> That's why we got to shut it down. So, yeah. back to the actually not that one then. The updated he said. Um, ADL is a hate group that dons a religious mask to justify stoking hatred of left uh, the left's enemies. Well, religious. here's here's ADL working directly with Chabad. Speaking of them not being religious. Yeah. Here's the idea of the nationwide extremist day of hate campaign, which was a completely astroturfed bullshit campaign that they, I think they found, they set that up. There was not even like, what is this? Anyway, campaign plan for the Saturday is meant to be intimidating and divide us, blah, blah, blah. No, you divided us, ADL. Uh, Kindness and positivity. <laughs> we remain candidates positivity. Mm. Join us in Chabad in celebrating Shabbat of peace, not hate, right? Here's another one. The late Lubavitcher, the Rebbe, brings us some Friday motivation about the importance of compassion. Uh, and they uh, reference so Those rabbis are very serious rabbis. Yes. I mean, like oh, yeah. M Mendel Schneerson. I mean, that's one of the, the, oh, the yeah. top he guys. He is a total Jewish supremacist you oh, know, yeah. that thinks that uh, any so, non-Jew is basically an inferior creature cattle. of some kind. Yeah. He died. He set that up in Ukraine, by the way, which is interesting. Yeah. They have one of the biggest uh, cent Chabad centers yeah. is in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, so there, that's, that's put the nail in that coffin. Adam Green linked that up. Uh, the ADL works with Chabad, a religious sect rooted in supremacy and anti-Gentile -gent hatred. 100% uh, correct. Even Council on Foreign Relations, right? The rise in global anti-Semitism. And it's just constant. And, not, and it, isn't this an... an <laughs> it's always increasing. It's always increasing. Isn't this an indictment against them? <laughs> After decades of decades of working and the money and the raising of funds and educating and shutting... All it does is increasing, supposedly. It's I mean, I don't, buy, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? Obviously, but I'm saying, even from that point of view, that should, that should, people that donate to that group say, well, that means my money is not doing anything. It's just getting worse and worse, <laughs> <laughs> right? The Holocaust like, is right around the corner. If we don't, could happen in, could happen here. More money, you need more money. Give us money. That's right. <laughs> uh, here's another one here for you. Check this out. Um, the kosher food in Israel is an $800 million racket of corruption yeah. from the Jerusalem Post. Yeah. The direct cost of corrupt cash route services is very high and burdens the economy with about $800 million, as well as raising the cost of almost all goods to our families, rich and poor. And I couldn't believe it when I came over uh, to this country to visit just how, like, I think it's on every single pro I couldn't yeah, find any product find that it. do not have a U or a K or sometimes it's a very odd symbol that you you know don't can't really tie to it but everything in America has this and yeah. and, and that's a tax <clears throat> it's a religious tax w that they make money on We were uh, we on Oxford Observer where there's this guy co-certified Yes yes He's correct, been sort correct, of yeah. 
band or something. He's not writing anymore, but he did a lot of great stuff. And uh, he, he talked about the corruption, talked about the briberies and, and uh, you know, the threats. If you don't do this kosher thing, you know, we're going to prevent distribution of your product. Um, and also pointing out, you know, the ADL will, will defend kosher by saying, well, it's, it's a big advertising thing. You put the kosher seal on there and people want to buy it. it. That's why the kosher seal's tiny. It's yeah, minuscule. You can hardly see it. No. Where if you have a recycle label or gluten-free or something, very mm -hmm. prominent, the kosher uh, label is oftentimes very small. And most people don't even know what the hell it means. No, they don't. They have no idea. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a huge racket. And it's eight hundred million dollars, really, in in Israel. It's way more oh, here, exactly. and, and yeah, they're this, completely this untransparent. They will never tell you when 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 they when they make a deal with you on kosher inspection, you have to promise not to ever say how much it costs. And and that that uh, has been enforced and never been broken all this time. Incredible. I mean, we have uh, in Europe, of course, now we have halal. So it's just another, yeah. you know, diff version of it essentially is another Abrahamic religion mm -hmm. that comes in and just like, here, I'm going to put my stamp and take some of your money, some of your cut. Can you imagine like taking a cut of people's grocery costs yeah. uh, that they have to pay and, and put that in towards like a white nationalist organization? Yeah. That's a great idea. I think we should do it. But how yeah. do you pull that off? You know what I mean? No, they do and it because they, they have power it to, and influence. They apply it to everything in the kitchen, like, you know, uh, Reynolds wrap or or uh, dishwashing soap, okay. or anything. Oh, uh, it, it's all uh, certified kosher. <laughs> and the food is, is part of it, certainly, but uh, boy. Yeah, and that's, and that's just a small little thing, really, on the side of things, to yeah, be honest. Really. That's not even talking about, uh, the, the, well, well, whether it's the aid to is I read another article the other day of uh, Homeland Security has these loans or grants. Uh, I forget the abbreviation SNBP or CNBP or so I forget what it was but it was some basically like a, a security grant and I was reading going through a couple of articles and it was and, and this is supposed to like kind of safeguard against you know extremist attacks and things like that Jewish groups and synagogues they got like 98% yeah. of this money or something yeah. like that yeah. uh, meanwhile of course you know there's anti-white attacks every other day we could sit here all day long and just show how white yeah. people are attacked out there but no that's no no speaking of that no, no speaking no. of that. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think Vider has uh, a piece that they put out every month showing how many white people have been killed by uh, non-whites in the last month. They're going to start to do that every two anything weeks. that whites ever killed blacks. Oh, I know. I mean, it's like there's one a day of blacks killing whites, but the reverse. Uh. Check out this uh, Times of Israel. This is fun here. Jewish politicians lead a chorus calling for tighter gun laws. And uh, <clears throat> next one. Anti-Semitic flyers blame U.S. Jewish lawmakers for gun control. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so simple. Yeah. All these two headlines, boom! It's just. It clicks. Of course, they're yeah. not just politicians. It's money. Yeah, right. Michael Bloomberg, for example. Exactly. Uh, a lot of money behind all this. Fronting this. Uh, <laughs> it's a Jewish operation. Well, let's get let's get a little uh, edgy here and play this clip here. This is uh, oh, that is something. This is uh, this is something here. Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, it's a little bit longer, but I think the f the first few minutes are are the most important. It's actually, do I have the shorter? I just realized that it's like eight minutes long. Let me see if I have the shorter version of that. If we do, we can. I play posted that. it on Accidental Observer. By the way. Oh, this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did because it's, it uh, is fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's it's interesting, right? Do I have that? Okay, I think I think it's in the, in the beginning. Let's play this a little bit here. Here, listen to this, guys. Oh, it's subtitles, so go ahead and read those guys. 
שמעבירות דברים שלא קיבלנו בבית הספר. לא קיבלנו בתוכנית הלימודים. כשם שלא לימדו אותנו, גם בחינוך גבוה. נתתי הרצאות לפני מורות ומורים להיסטוריה. למה באמת היטלר רע נגד היהודים? מה הוא רצה מהם? מה הפריעו לו? אבל הדברים כתובים כאן במיינקאמפ. זה הספר יצא רק לאחרונה, התירו לתרגם מנקאם לעברית, זה אסור כל השנים. אבל יש לי תרגום קודם יותר, שיד ושם תרגם קטעים, להם היה מותר. היטלר טוען בספר שלו, שהיהודים הם קומוניסטים. הם עשו את המהפכה ברוסיה. הם הרגו שם 30 מיליון רוסים, את כל האינטליגנציה, בצורה אכזרית ונוראה. ואת זה הם רוצים לעשות לכל העולם. הארץ הבאה בתור זה גרמניה. הם הקימו את המפלגה הקומוניסטית והסוציאליסטית הגרמנית, וזה נכון. ווץ. אם אנחנו לא נתגבר אליהם עכשיו, הם יחסלו אותנו וישחטו גם כאן 20 מיליון איש את כל האינטליגנציה. וככה הם הלכו מארץ לארץ. כשבסופו של דבר האינטליגנטים היחידים, החכמים היחידים, יהיו רק היהודים. זה, והוא חוזר על זה הרבה פעמים, שלא תהיה טעות. והוא צודק, את המהפכה ברוסיה עשו היהודים. את הצבא הרוסי בנה טרוצקי, שהיה גאון עצום. שונא ישראל שלא היה שני לו. הוא הקים את היפססקי הבריאה, המחלגה היהודית של המפלגה הקומוניסטית. שחבריה הלשינו את האבא ואת האימא, את האח ואת הבן. מי שיש לו סידור או אפילו ספר ללימוד עברית, אני כבר לא מדבר על תפילין ומקווה. את הכל הוא הרס. It was not just for one day uh, that they woke up in Germany and, ha- and, and had an idea that let's, let's go after Jews, right? <laughs> it was yeah. like stuff preceded that. Things happened, right, in, in European politics and, and obviously in Russia and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, occasionally you get, uh, you get people slipping up <laughs> mentioning this, this kind of stuff. He's wrong, though, about, about Trotsky and, and in general, these communist Jews. They did retain a Jewish identity. They and did, I, of that's course. That's a, yeah. a big part of my book, Culture of Critique. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, you know, that there was, in fact, you know, they had this section of the, Jew, of the Soviet Communist Party that was a Jewish section. And they did combat against religious that guys like this are into, you know, the orthodoxy, the, orthodox, the yeah. Hasidic, mm-hmm. the real fundamentalist Jews. They, they fought against that. They fought against the Hebrew language. But at the same time, they, they wanted a Jewish... continuity yeah and and they themselves uh you know had so I have a lot of examples including Trotsky he you know he associated with Jews his entire life as he wasn't an anti-semite at all no he no. certainly opposed that create the the real traditional uh Jewish uh, uh you know religion which was completely divorced from the secular world and you know they don't even teach science in high school they they just read the Torah all day and That kind of stuff. They're, they're a huge problem in Israel, by the way. They're, they're parasites in Israel. They're parasites pretty much everywhere now. But in Israel, they're parasites. They won't join the military. 
and and they they're on welfare because you know they have these big families. They the men don't work at all. Hmm. So yeah, it's a joke. But um, wow. and I mean, in this country too, you see an awful lot of welfare use by. By, by these Orthodox... Uh, really? I didn't even know that. I thought they had some yeah. kind of businesses or something and did some... <laughs> some yeah, so some do, something. but they, they, the welfare <laughs> system is... Some is, scheme is, running. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of fraud, you know, mm-hmm. famously. Uh, you know, like, for example, they'll give big donations to the to the Jewish school or something and then they'll get kickbacks, but they get uh, tax yeah. write-offs from the donation. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, you know, is, is rife. And... Um, that, you know these these people are are not nice people, okay? no, no. but they they you know if Jews had been that way, the problem was the Enlightenment, and you know the, the with the Enlightenment in the West, Jews escaped the ghetto, got out of there. A lot of them became secular atheists and everything else. But those are the ones that really changed the culture. And, and you know later in the video, he goes he talks about Wagner. He talks about mm-hmm. Jews poisoning culture. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly what happened. Uh, and it's continuing to happen, but uh, you know that uh, at least he's he's aware of that. But the, as you said, they remain an an ethnic uh, you know, understanding there, the, yeah. an ethnic allegiance there. Yeah, there, it, re, it's it not remained. Just, I mean, might, classic. You know, the, the 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 communist Jews in Poland, you know, took over the government basically after World War II. Uh, soon they were installed by the the Soviets, uh, and and gradually they started, you know, getting the Polish nationalism increased. Eventually, in 1968, there were, there were three things, but 1968, the last of them left. Where'd they go? They went to Israel. You know, it's not yeah, like they were yeah. uh, had no Jewish identity. Of course they had a Jewish identity. Yeah, yeah they, absolutely. Yeah, it seems to be a very... And it's kind of how I see, you know, the, the tug of war in terms of Trump or like the liberals. It's like, it's a reformed Judaism or it's like the Orthodox Chabad yeah, gang. It's like yeah. an intra... You yeah, know, really, really, just slash ethnic conflict essentially yeah. that's going yeah. on. I mean, in some cases they do line up. Of course, it's not always that, but it's like, yeah, which path should we take? But it all leads down to the same uh, uh, destination. It seems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one thing, of course, that that comes in the wake of uh, this type of activism—not just you know socialism and communism that he mentions and things like that—but um, well, I mean, we, <clears throat> I guess we could put it under that banner. But it, it, one of the big greater weapons, if not the greatest weapons, being used against us is. is Diversity, right? Oh, Melting yeah. pot. We have well, to bring it's the in greatest the strength of our country. That's yeah. right, exactly. It's supposed to make us strong. Um, <laughs> Biden. Are you some kind of traitor? <laughs> Biden says it's time for Americans to speak up because diversity is being attacked. R- really? I mean, I, I, I wish that was true, is it? President Biden on <laughs> Monday said that all Americans must speak up because diversity is being attacked. R- remarks he made. While marking 60 years of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. The event comes just days after the... De- oh, you had that, right? The shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. The mentally ill kid. Uh, um, and again, you have that, like... He puts a swastika on his weapon. Then he goes and shoots random three black people on the... You know what I mean? And he was... he was brought. This kid was brought in under the Baker Act in Florida, by the way. Which is how you can be held um, against your uh, will, against your... Uh, um, uh, you know your your approval agreement by the state essentially or law enforcement for mental health evaluation mm. and that should have been the <laughs> reason why he couldn't buy buy weapons right but they had him there for you they can hold him up for like 72 hours or something like that 
and I'm thinking something happened. They cracked him or bre broke him or used him or, or decided whatever. And for some reason, he was not put on that list of like, oh, he can't buy weapons anymore. So they just, what? and that's usually what happens. It's just this go ahead. They, they use these mentally ill kids sometimes and they pushed them and groomed them into situations. There's been rumors of some of the other shooters too, that there were, uh, there were feds having conversations with them on, on uh, uh, you know, Reddit boards or in ch secret chat groups and stuff like that. I don't know if that's the case with this one, but point being, you know, th oh, okay, th three black people killed, but like, how, as you said, how often are like white people targeted? And it's never mm. new, never big national news stories like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it certainly is something that uh, that the, the mainstream media loves to see. The ADL loves to see. They make hay out of it, you know, and and they trumpet it from everywhere and. It, Try to get donations and listeners and everything else. So yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense that these people would be encouraged by the, our deep state, the FBI, uh, which is completely a rogue organization at this point. They yes. hate that just anti-white and anti—they're totally on the left. And and uh, oh, Trump, Trump, if Trump does get in, he, you know, I, I think he might do a better job this time. But he has a huge job ahead of him. You'd have to get it's it's not, so you probably have to get rid rotten of to the three core. quarters of the FBI. I mean, it's so the whole everything is rotten to the core. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's infiltrated like, and it's you, you can't. I mean, you can't. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying we shouldn't fight, but I'm just saying that route to take it that direction is just like I don't. At this point, I'm just like let it fall. I mean, what what they're doing is is they're they're building these a building. They're they're deconstructing everything. Uh, but as you said before, you know, with like high important positions, whether it's within science or, you know, law or whatever, the most incompetent diversity hires in some of these positions oh, and stuff, good madness salaries. out on the streets, mm -hmm. uh, lawlessness, no order anywhere. I mean, this you can't run as a civilization, a society like that. And and that's going to be become more and more noticeable. And, it, and either it's an economic issue, right, an economic collapse that comes with all the inflation and stuff, or it's a... Full on, uh, you know, racial antagonistic conflicts that, that that boil up. Maybe all of it at once. Who knows what will happen? Might just not be the one thing. One thing might trigger it and be a domino effect or whatever. Uh, but at this point, it's almost like, man, this is. I don't know if you can you can salvage this. I don't think you can repair this. As divided. Sometimes as, I, I don't see how we can win. Cause all the money against us and the whole deep state and their ability to cheat in elections and stuff. It's just very difficult. I think if we, we'll see if we way, can, but I do think more people are waking up, and I, I, oh, I'm sure. always an optimist. Don't ever get me wrong. I do think that things can happen. It's just the, it's almost like, I mean, I know they have they have a long reach of the the law and all that stuff, and it's not always about just fleeing somewhere because then eventually they might come and get you there too. But we also need spaces where you can like, you can just live normal life and raise your kids still and mm. not be in this chaos. I, I, you know, I get you have to be part of the of the attack, uh, the attack, but the part of the struggle, the the, the kind of you know, issues that we, we deal with. You can't just run away from it, but at the same time, I'm not sure it's worth it. Like living in some of these big cities of trying to, you know, str oh, man, struggle man. and fight with, with getting to some position where you have a tiny bit of influence or whatever, but then being hauled through all these, you know, CRT classes and courses at your job and your ESG and diversity uh, <laughs> educational classes and stuff. I'm not even sure it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, taking that fight, like, oh, it's it's let me. It's not for me. If someone wants to do it, great. Please do. 
Were you going to be in some tiny apartment where you're going to raise your five kids in a tiny apartment, way overpriced in some That's big city want. somewhere? No, you know, we got to have, we got to have land. Everybody we have, living in a high rise and, and uh, you know, dense housing is a big deal on the left and they want to yeah. put it in the suburbs and they hate houses with lawns and, uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And um, because it's just wasting, we could put, multi-family dwellings in there and uh, they just want one big like mega city we can all live in i guess just yeah. round them all up and put them in uh, their pods uh, exactly no because you can't have big families there you can't i, mean, I, I saw some critique on that and it was like well you can't just you know pump up kids to, to have them grow up into a you know an existence of misery and then being targeted and i i get what that criticism is i understand that and of course that's what we that's what we fight. That's why we try to inform each other. That's why we try to uh, educate each other. So we try to wake more of our people up. That's why we try to organize, create networks, communities, get together. You know, working towards solutions and stuff like that too. But uh, I don't know. It's just not for me being in some of these big cities taking that fight oh, right man, now. It's just no it's way. it's go it's going to fall. It's going to crumble. It might not be tomorrow, but eventually it's going to collapse. And at that point, maybe just maybe it would be enough. You know, it would be enough that that threat would ease off right because it would they couldn't even keep their own cities under control and they can't they can't already well you mentioned san francisco earlier let me let me show you this there's a perfect example of it they go in and they ruin ruin a, 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 a which was once a beautiful city right san yeah, francisco, san francisco. Yeah. and and what do they do now they just let's flee right let's flee california forever founder Jean Saramic unveils first renderings for utopian city near San Francisco. It's actually not. It's like 60, was it 60 miles away or something? Uh, and Boasty will be, uh, will feature better schools, safer streets, and less homelessness. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that about? So this is these, the Silicon Valley elite that all of a sudden <laughs> roll around. You know what? This is, no, this is not that great. I mean, there's some businesses in some of these big cities now. They're urging people to, you know, what happened under the COVID with working remotely to continue that because there's so many people that are attacked on their way to work. Even some of the high profile people in yeah. some of these businesses and stuff are like getting attacked and robbed and mm. even killed. So here's a, a Flannery Associates rebrand, rebranded as California Forever uh, as it unveils the plants. Group leader by uh, group led by John Saramek spent 800 million buying 50,000 acres in Solano, Solano County. First artistic renderings of their planned utopian city were released Thursday. And it's all these, um, yeah, Reed Hoffman, LinkedIn co-founder. He had a link to Epstein, by the way. Uh, Mark Andreessen, which is kind of circling the Peter Thiel, Elon Musk uh, crowd as well, which mm. is kind of interesting. Um, this isn't Reed Hoffman, Netflix? Or is that it, somebody else? Uh, uh, this is another Hoffman, I think. Yeah, this is the LinkedIn oh. co-founder, unless he had a foot oh, in Netflix, okay. Netflix too. I'm not sure. Oh, I see LinkedIn, yeah. Uh, also, Steve Jobs' uh, widow, Laureen Powell Jobs. And again, she was photographed with Ghislaine Maxwell, too, by the way. It's just one of those little, you know, little ideas which you get what the clientele here is. But the point is, here's some of the artistic renderings that are going to build this beautiful thing. And, I mean, well, I'm showing you this. It's obvious, right? It's like, they, well, at least they, they got some green space. <laughs> At least you got that. Maybe it'll be 15-minute AI smart cities. Who knows? But um, they're longing back to something that was, right? Which is, mm -hmm. of course, a, a reasonable thing to do. But this will be how the elite lives. This will be how wealthy... Now they've ruined, you know, the big cities. It's uh, diverse as hell. It's, you know, poop everywhere on the streets. Homelessness, drug use, misery. Now they just want to pick up and leave, and they're going to pay an endless amount of, like, 
millions of dollars to get this going to happen again there anyway. that's just it right i mean eventually they'll oh this is a rich area let's go there but yeah, you can, I, I know they're going to have to have affordable housing in section eight <laughs> and they have to bring all that in and the welfare and all that god knows it because they don't want to be politically incorrect i and, wonder what they'll, they'll do have the same problems They'll probably, it will just be so expensive and they'll have their private security. They'll probably build a wall, these people. I wouldn't put it past them while they're advocating for diversity, you know, I mean, in, in, in our areas. But yeah. anyway, we'll see what happens. But it's just so funny that it's like this. It'd be we massively hypocritical. Of course. Uh, they don't care about that. Ma uh, massive, like, project here of building this new city. And yes, let's do it. Let's start over again. We're like, well, it's people like you guys that help to, to create the, the conditions we, we now live in. You know what I mean? Silicon Valley people? Holy smokes. All right. Yeah, it's crazy times, Kevin. Uh, let's see what else. We can cover a couple of more things here. Oh, we, we should we talk just a little bit quickly here at the end about the situation in, in uh, Europe? Because I know you had a little segment on what's going on in Italy there, too. Yeah. Um, no, it's not a big surprise here, obviously. <clears throat> we can begin on Germany, and then we'll get to Italy before we round up. Um, after 91% in German town rejects migrant container village. Mayor says they'll be getting uh, migrant tents instead. <laughs> that's just, just what they asked for. That's perfect. <laughs> a tent I mean, city exactly with migrants. exactly what's happened. They, they, these, <laughs> these elites don't care about what people think about immigration. That's like irrelevant. They, but you, you'd think that you know, the townspeople would, would uh, reject them in the next election, but who knows. Uh, uh, but there's a history of that. Uh, there's this politician in, in the UK who said, you know, that uh, I was elected as, you know, in the Labor Party. I'm supposed to represent the working class. He said, if I had done what they wanted to do, I would have opposed immigration, would have advocated repatriation mm -hmm. for the first 10 years I was in Parliament. And second ten, in the last 10 years, I would have uh, been in favor of Brexit. He was in favor of neither of those. And and uh, you know that's that's the thing. They don't represent their their people's interests. No, 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 not at all. It's and, and again, that's why going to be the theme of the show here. Why, but why, why democracy is a farce? It's a farce. You can have the majority of people saying we do not want this, and they'll just shove it in your face yeah. anyway. Classically about Hungary. You know, Hungary elects Viktor Orban. Oh, they're fascists and they're right. anti-democratic. Well, seventy percent of Hungarians wanted it, or whatever it was. It was big. It was a big uh, majority. Yeah, but it's undemocratic somehow. <laughs> it's just, yeah, they'll do whatever. We got to save democracy. Let's shut them down. Mass immigration has led to significant failings in Germany's educational system. Review finds. Yeah, I, I don't need a review to know that, but you know, you get this cycle. Is some of these headlines everywhere. here. The psychological stress is enormous. Diversity, not a strength in Germany's troubled school system. Uh, it, you can be on some of these sites like Remix, and it's just headline after headline after headline. Yeah. Uh, but it just does, it doesn't stop, right? Yeah. And then so you can have a majority of people. And even so let's take Italy as, the, as, the, as a case study here, too. Then they vote for someone who says they're going to stop immigration or do something about it. And then, of course, they turn around and do a U-turn on it and just, yeah. ha-ha, fraud. And that's what I'm feeling with, like, a Vivek or something like that. I mean, even Trump at one point, towards the end of his presidency, said, we're going to have more immigration than ever, just legally. Remember that? He, yeah, he did yeah. say stuff like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Hungarian media have been calling out uh, Maloney. Uh, on a U-turn on immigration. Italy's PM embraces mass immigration and Hungary's conservative media is now taking notice. Well, they should. In fact, we have some footage here too, just uh, just from today, RT, uh, about 200 and 
50 Africans are showing up, uh, waiting oh, okay. to uh, to dock to get into Italy. This is what it's been like now. It's a, you know the migrant crisis got a lot of attention back in 2015 and 16, but that's never really that's never ended. It's it's no. just continued in a in a non non stop there flow. Well, there we go. Yep, there's the women. Look at that. Hey, we're here. We're here to be oppressed by white supremacy. Look at that. <laughs> Holy shit. What do you think happened in Italy with this? With I, the U-turn? I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, I remember when she was elected, some people did say, well, she's been connected to the World Economic Forum, the Aspen Institute, and things like that. Uh, but uh, I took her at her word. But, you know, I think to some extent you just can't trust politicians. And No. Um, and, again, these female politicians are worse than me. <laughs> they are. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, they would do that, right? They would put a puppet in place just. They to want to say, be nice. They want to be liked. They want to be, you know, they want to be good person. Yeah, she had a big, you know, talked a big game in the beginning about this, right? Yeah. Uh, but I know you linked up to story. It was a German source saying Italy's legal government cannot limit mass immigration. Yeah, uh, there was a legal. They just they no, you can't do it. Even again, even if they voted for this and say no, we want to stop yeah. it. No, you're not allowed to do it. The EU is is. Uh, is coming in and stopping that, right? That, yeah, because yeah, the same thing with Hungary. They're, they're in all these court cases now of them saying, oh, you're in violation of the EU constitution, which supersedes your own, so you have to accept refugees and stuff. And unfortunately, I mean, we have seen that in, in recent, uh, only just a recent few months, both Hungary and Poland have now started talking about, uh, you know, uh, employment uh, migration, uh, workers' visas and things like that to, to try to open that up. Like, oh, we've basically run out of workers from like, you know, Serbia or like neighboring countries, you know, Slovenia and stuff like that. And so, yeah, we have to open the, the borders now to, to all these other people. Everyone wants workers, right, kind of thing. Uh, as as we're automizing uh, automation, as it's artificial intelligence taking yeah, people yeah, out of circulation, yeah. it's just the same bullshit as ever. I'm surprised about Hungary. I, I thought they were pretty hardcore about it. But they're, they're, they're not. I, I forget. Well, there's so much pressure on them. They're, they're basically yeah. saying, uh, you know, we're going to find you... X amount for every refugee you don't take that we want you to take. <clears throat> I think eventually countries like Hungary are going to have to think about joining the you know Soviet Union and um, you know it's like the Ukraine war is really about nationalism, being able to control your your country and your culture. And the EU is all about globalism and and having a central control. And this is what your culture is going to be, and this is what your immigration is going to be, and. Uh, but they also know, though, the past of, of, of the Soviet Union. I know, they Union can't. That's the, the big problem. They, they, Poland, they can't. can't even and, imagine. And frankly, I mean, we and we talk about that all the time. We Just because we're no fans of the Ukraine war and stuff like that. Oh, you're Russian shills. And it's like, not at all. Not I, at I, all. No. I don't buy, I mean, the BRICS countries, what they're doing right now. And I, I show these all the time. But, you know, it's, it's good to show you. It's like, uh, somebody would made fun of this a little bit. We can show that. As a, it's basically a summarized meme version of this, right? You have the West against the BRICS or the G7 against the BRICS. They call it a new multipolar world order. And with all the rhetoric that's coming out from a Putin, from a Dugin right now, and even some of the internal discourse within the Kremlin, it's basically, well, the West is racist and, oh, they're colonialist, right? Have you seen some of those headlines? Yeah. yeah. Um, here, here's Putin, right? A couple of those. I show them all the time, guys. So, so I, 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 forgive me for being repetitive, but I think it's important, right? Putin there. The model of total domination by the Western countries is unfair. It divides the world into first and second class people and is therefore racist and neo-colonial. The West mainly go to where it's robbing other peoples in Asia and Africa. Another uh, tweet here from the uh, uh, from a Russian embassy. Uh, to, a, to a large extent, 
The rise of European countries' economies is based on slave trade and robbery of Africa, Asia, and Latin America. To a large extent, its prosperity of the U.S. grew out of the slave trade, use of labor force then, and of course as a result of World War I and World War II. And so that's why people are like, okay, so what's the difference between the anti-white, the, sorry, well, the anti-West West or anti-white West and the anti-white uh, or anti-West BRICS alliance? There's no difference. Well, right? I, I hope there. I hope that's propaganda more than anything else. <laughs> I try to appeal to the these BRICS third world countries. Um, it's, I mean, I have heard Putin say some good things. No, and, of course and, he does. He, he definitely. It's and, not that uh, everything he says is he, wrong. He gets it, but this is, yeah. Sometimes it's just like this. You're getting this kind of fake opposition, right? Uh, uh, yeah, basically the West is the enemy, and they're all and they all th- think the same thing. The West in the West, Western people who run the West is also uh, enemies of the West. They're also our enemies, as now the BRICS countries are. Look, I get that they want to do their thing. They've forced Russia into this position with all the sanctions. They have no left, they no option left to turn to. Uh, but you know, now it's like this counter signaling. Counter signaling. Now Putin is again yeah. like, well, we're gonna. We're going to feed Africa, right? We have grain. He said recently we're going to provide it to Burkina Faso, Zimbabwe, Mali, Somalia, Central African Republic, and Eritrea. <laughs> Tons of free grain. Oh, the West is racist and stuff. Like, how is this different for anything the West has been doing? Look at how much money we've poured into African aid over the years. Like, someone did the math. It's like five Marshall plans the West have essentially given to the global South and, and Africa in particular over the last couple of decades. What have we gotten for it? Mass it's immigration and being shamed for for being racist, and now we have to let them in. It doesn't work. I and they wish... have to have more because they're still basically back where they started. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's just it hasn't helped. Their their population have exploded, and now when you're seeing issues in the West, they're like, oh well, we're gonna have climate refugees <laughs> now. They're all gonna come here. But here's here's another one, right? The Russian Foreign Ministry plans to conclude visa-free agreements with eleven countries, and these are Bahrain, Oman, Saudi Arabia, Bahamas, Barbados, Haiti, Zimbabwe. Kuwait, Malaysia, Mexico, oh Trinidad, God. and Tobago, the Russian Deputy Minister Ivanov said. They're on path of doing the exact same thing as the West, but they've just been slightly left behind because of communism. 7,500 mosques have been erected in Russia since Putin became president. Yeah. Putin's not a he's, he's not going to fix this. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a tug of war in like in Africa right now, which is kind of an interesting, you know, dynamic. You had a story about uh, um Newland, right, being over there, being all flustered and frustrated over the fact yeah. that, like, African countries are kind of turning their back on the West, uh, which is kind of understandable at, at one point, right? Um, yeah. But Russia, that's like the new frontier of the Cold War now, essentially, yeah. um, is, is Africa. And you're going to see, that's why the Wagner Group has, like, a presence in Africa, uh, and the West is going to try to fight back against this, but we'll see who succeeds, but it's a real tug of war. But w- my point with all, showing all that is just, like, I wish the BRICS countries was like an, an actual viable option that would that could counter what the West is doing. Yeah. But I mean, if we would end up under their rule of thumb, they, they would treat us just the same. It seems like considering where they're going. Mm-hmm. Even China is like, oh well, the, you know, Europe, Europe, and the West and America are, are racists and they're colonialists and the, you know they're bad. It's just the same cultural Marxist talking points. I worry about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I think that the Ukraine war has. Uh, brought Russia and China closer together. Oh, definitely. India is part of this, and uh, and uh, even though China and India don't get along, and um, you know this this hegemonic uni- unipolar world uh, is threatened, I think, and and it's probably you know it's not going to be good for the United States for the dollar and our no, economy probably, but no, uh, you know uh, I can understand why these other countries would want 
who uh, this this incredible warlike hegemon brought down a little bit mm-hmm. because uh, you can turn on them at any time, and it would. It has. It's true. Maybe next time we're going to start wrapping up here in a moment. Uh, maybe next time says, uh, who wants to work if the taxes go to illegal immigrants? Uh, they they watch workers and laugh. Uh, yeah, you mean like they were the uh, rabbis? Maybe that's what he's referring to. <laughs> the the ortho, orthodox, not the, or, yeah, the orthodox rabbis. Uh, Hasidic, right? That's what they call them, the Hasidim. Uh, well, it's true. I mean, again, that's why I'm like, you, if you can use and milk the system in any way you can, just do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. this, there's... There's no pride in that left at all. They've they've just they've ex- used us to to the maximum, and we're just pay pigs at this point, you know. Yeah, we are. Uh, all right, Kevin, it was great having you here. We're going to start wrapping up. Tell us about some of the uh, sources where people can find you and uh, <coughs> your work. Yeah, you got the Oxygen Observer up. I uh, put a, I, I you know edit that. I put up a new article every day or two. Um, blogs and stuff. Uh, this is a nice article. There's black people in begging, and it really shows uh, the history of it, really, and uh, how common it, the perception has been that black people uh, have their hand out and are never grateful for it and uh, pressure people to do that. It's a very interesting article. Um, I also edit the Occidental Quarterly, which is uh, a little more, uh, put more a- academic articles in there. Uh, and um, the same topics. I mean, uh, essentially, we're about uh, about the West, about you know Jewish power and influence, but also race and uh, in- interests of Europeans. Um, and uh, those are my two main things. I have a website, uh, kevinmcdonald.net, uh, where you can see information about my books and and um, places to see my articles and, and that kind of thing. Um, so that, that's uh, sort of where I am. The uh, Culture of Critique, of course, your latest one, uh, Individualism and the Western Liberal Tradition yeah. as well. Do you have links to purchases from the uh, from KevinMcDonald.net, by the way? Uh, you can't purchase it from me, but um, the uh, the publisher still sells it. Um, it's an author house. Author house? Blooming in the, I wonder how much pressure they've had to withstand on this, because they've been publishing it for 25 years. Or 20, 23 years, something like that. Um, so yeah, they're 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 good, and um, they seem honest and everything. And you see that I my, my papers, like my my dispute with Nathan Kaufman. Yeah, I remember I, that. I, and you were you on know, Twitter, like doing the majority of that, and then you got like you know banned. Well, yeah, from yeah, and I got like, banned from. But I went I he and I went at it on Twitter, but we've been doing these long. I've probably written fifty thousand words on on. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the guy is just absolutely, you know, uh, terrible arguer. He uh, and, he starts to steal all your uh, uh, time. Uh, yeah, he steals your time, and, and <laughs> that's, uh, that's about right. And then he uh, ignores what I say. Of course, yeah. Looks yeah. for little things where he thinks he can get me. And yep. Yeah, so it's it's activist kind of research, and uh, that's that that's what he's about. And it's what I've seen over and over again, and and you see. Uh, Jewish apologists for different things, uh, and uh, th- that's that's where he is. Now, the uh, the other social media platform, of course, is uh, the ever present free speech pl- oh, yeah. platform. One of the yeah. one of the only ones uh, holding out here. Gab, of course, you can uh, find Kevin there as well. Kmac thirty three, find him there. Uh, follow him there. Uh, yeah, it's a shame about the Twitter account, you know, but it, it, 
Yeah. That's the future of it now. It, seems it does like. seem like Gab is uh, really for free speech. Yeah, I, they're they're they actually are. There. I, I like the fact when they like just tell these other countries to just, you know, essentially piss off. <laughs> they, yeah. Like Germany write them, you have to take down this post or you have to, yeah. you know, s some other nation writes them and it's like, no, why? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the kind of thing I post, you know, the, in the Seattle lawsuits. Amazing how this white guy was just discriminated against, hostily, basically said, uh, what could have single great white male possibly contribute i mean it's like we just overt in your face anti-white stuff and he went to court and i think he may win oh um, really yeah yeah there has been a couple of these law lawsuits and stuff like that too you, and you, yeah. you have it's it sucks and it's, it's sad in a way but it, it has to be they it has to be fought on that level too we have to have people yeah. fighting back otherwise we'll just and be it's completely such a clear case you know? how could yeah. you deny it you know if it was the other way around a black guy suing a uh, you know, a white department or something. Oh, it'd be a shoe, and he'd make a mil billions of dollars. Yep, that's this right. guy it hasn't been decided yet, but it looks like their judge be pretty sympathetic. Though. Interesting. And he Washington. It was in Washington State. You said yes. Wow, Seattle, okay. Washington. All right. Well, sometimes you are surprised. Sometimes there are fair, the fair people <laughs> that that pop up. To be honest, you know. All right. That that's some of the places, of course, where you can uh, find Kevin, the Occidental Observer, Occidental Quarterly. We showed that. Uh, you also have Gab, and of course, don't forget KevinMcDonald.net, uh, and of course, from there, uh, check out the books, Culture of Critique, Individualism of the Western Liberal Tradition. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us today. We Enjoy it. You always having, do. Always a pleasure having you on, Kevin. I'm going to do a little bit of a plug here at the end, but uh, thanks again, Kevin. So guys, if you do want to join uh, us here, uh, check out RedEyesMembers.com. That's uh, coming up next here, Western Warrior, of course. Uh, you can uh, sign up for a membership if you want over there. It's only 10 bucks a month. Please support us. You can also do it at Odyssey or Subscribestar. Uh, we also have a couple of different uh, kind of plus tiers, donation tiers, and so forth, uh, if you want to help out a little bit extra. Now, two of the ones we have is the producer and executive producer tier. It's a little bit more uh, per month, but you get a shout-out at the end of the show. So with that, thank you to our executive producers today, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, we also have French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Obunga, Mongoose, <laughs> William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey. <laughs> we have Dillbob, some great names here. Last place, Simp, Joseph Hart. We also have Purple Haze. And here's our producers, Mr. Walker, 696, Johan Son, Leroy Dumont, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and Kami Combo Deal. <laughs> I like that one too. Thank you guys. We appreciate all of you very, very much. Uh, please help us grow. If you do want to put some resources our way, consider doing that. You can get one of those tiers. Get a shout out at the end of the show. Get a little bit more input uh, as well. You want to hear who you want to hear uh, us interview. If you want to, us to reach out to any guests, if you want us to cover specific topics as well, uh, check out Subscribestar or Odyssey, but you can also get it at Red Eyes Members. Dot com. All right, boys and girls, so as we said, we'll be back with uh, Weekend Warrior once again. Thanks to Kevin for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you to everyone who super chatted today. Stay white-pilled, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.